Transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Liftoff and the clock has started. <laughs> like Austin, it's... Austin, you look like... Sorry. Sometimes when we're scrolling on the Instagram reels, there's like this post that comes up where it's like this guy who's like, oh, my girlfriend. And he's like creeping underneath her in her like basement. What? And he looks up <laughs> through like the the heat register and it's her. Yeah. It's exact same, you know, thing you got going back there. It's... <laughs> I am in a basement, and yeah. I do have heat goggles on my wife upstairs. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm he- your wife, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> For legal purposes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, this is episode 46 my god jameson we were talking about this a little bit before we started uh this one is kind of it's been in the pipeline for a really long time we're finally getting around to our most recent likes list like i said the word like just three times in a row there uh literally like we're talking the the first three songs in our likes list basically that's kind of what we were shooting for here that was the goal and this list has had several collaborators who aren't here and has been updated i think three times but we came up with something pretty wild here corndog so strap on in yeah uh it's you know it's got its layers it's got its feels it's got some rock and roll in there there's a rush song that i didn't expect <laughs> didn't know existed I, it's like i had to, like i came i kept coming on and i was like this is rush this is rush. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it blew my mind uh good i think it's a it's a it's a good mix overall just of like some fucking random ass music so I say uh, let's let's dive right in with Dusty's first pick. It's uh, of course a Manchester Orchestra song, so doesn't surprise me. Dusty's a diehard Manchester fan, orchestra, uh, and uh, so why this song in particular though, Dusty? Um, the, well, I'm sorry, I forgot to say the name. The Way by Manchester. Uh, orchestra. Yeah, so it's like from the Valley of Vision that. It's basically a beat, like the entire album is like a B-side to their last album they released, but it's like basically all electronic, which I usually fucking hate. But um, I don't know, most of the stuff throughout this album is pretty, pretty good. Um, this song is probably their most popular from it. So, I mean, I mean, I've, I've like heard it on a, like all, all pop, you know, stations and stuff like that, but you know, it's a good song it's manchester it's it's different um you know they just started their their tour for this but they're not actually playing anything from this album because it's too electronic so really yeah like i looked at some of the set list because they they started the tour in montana earlier this week and then they went to spokane and stuff and yeah they they haven't played anything from this but uh it's kind nope. of funny, actually. It's Manchester. It's a little different from what they usually do, uh, but 
still, you know, banger of a song. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, I was kind of surprised by it. Like, I was definitely. It's Andy's voice is so distinct that you can, as soon as that dude starts singing, you you know you know where you're at. You know, oh yeah, Manchester Orchestra. But the like the beat that kind of just kind of goes through this song it like just doesn't match anything i think about manchester and so yeah, that I mean, that was kind of an interesting dynamic to it i i actually really liked it so i'm not surprised it's a big popular song yeah i mean i mean they they kind of continue to evolve i mean if you listen to him like the really really early stuff versus this it's like his voice completely different it's just reminds me a lot of how ben gibbard's voice changed like a ton but uh i mean that's what well, well Gibbard's balls had to drop eventually. Oh yeah, well, and then money <laughs> having a lot of money for voice coaches and stuff helps yeah, that. you. But um, but yeah, no, they just you know they evolve, so respect them for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like yeah, I definitely I, you know, I thought it was a fun first track on the playlist too. It just uh, it was a nice kind of dive into some like some random stuff that. <laughs> I haven't, I mean, like, that's like the, the thing for most of this playlist is most of it is stuff I haven't heard, including this, which I try to keep up with Manchester, but not always, not always, I guess. It's no Gautier, but I can see why it's popular. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll get there later. His, okay. his new stuff might be on this playlist. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> let's see, Troy, how'd you feel about this Manchester Orchestra song? Uh, yeah, I liked it. Um, I don't kind of like you i don't really necessarily keep up with them as often as i could and i i enjoy them like anytime i do hear them everything and yeah i thought this was a pretty neat song i, I agree it is a little bit of a departure based on kind of how they typically sound and it makes sense that they're probably not going to play this live right away because they maybe don't have themselves set up to do that yet but it was a cool song it's a good first track definitely one of my favorites on this list so i dug it nice Austin, what about yourself? How'd you feel about the the way? Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna come out a little hot here, and um, <laughs> so I don't know anything. I actually don't know anything about this band. I, I hadn't heard of them, but I was just clicking around and I saw that they're on tour with Jimmy Eat World right now, mm-hmm. which means that I believe they must have just played Seattle like last night because yeah. So they they played Spokane on Friday night. Because okay. the tour started on Tuesday in Montana. They went to Calgary oh, okay. and Spokane. Yeah, because, like, I was out this weekend with my wife, and it was just, like, an absolute madhouse in Seattle. And there was, like, a Sounders game, a Mariners game. There was, like, a new music fest down in Georgetown. And then I also heard of, like, they were our server at the bar we were at was like oh yeah there's a jimmy eat world concert too so there's just like a lot going on in town and i was like oh shit that's a that's a blast from the past um so anyways that's just a side note but um yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna have to be honest and i i fucking hate this song dude and uh (laughs) i i I don't i think if i'm if i'm remembering correctly i have not gabbled anything yet so i don't know the protocol but gabble Gavel activated. Uh, Gavel activated. Oh, wait, that's, that's the piano. This, um, I it, I yeah. just, this is like just the kind of music that I just fucking do not vibe with at all. And I actually kind of 
feel a small like point of pride of like being able to find things about a lot like a wide variety of music that I I do enjoy and I just couldn't really I don't know dude I was just like I didn't enjoy the production or the like I just felt like it was kind of boring and like the lyrics feel kind of lazy the vote the vocalization feels just like I don't know dude I, I I don't I won't go on too too long about it but I fucking hated it, it was, and uh, to, to, to be honest just being honest like, I, you guys have roasted me on, on some of my shit oh yeah so, this um, is like yeah. completely this is like completely different than their typical music which is just like rock so it's like yeah kind of that's kind of interesting they regular stuff so yeah you guys it's were good. saying that so i'm like i'm actually curious to like maybe go and like listen to some other stuff because yeah as you were saying that yeah. i was like well maybe i maybe i shouldn't completely count it out but it, to me yeah, it just no, came out is, like it's way it sounded to me just like the kind of generic pop bullshit that like there's a lot of pop music that i like but there's a lot of it that i just hear and i'm just like jesus christ dude and <laughs> And uh, this this was a track that I just I was just like nah dude I, I definitely listened to it all the way through I actually listened to the whole playlist while I was like driving up to Everett for work <clears throat> to drop some coffee off and uh, and uh, just kind of formulating like you know what I was gonna say on the playlist and stuff but I was just like fuck dude like but the, actually the most of the rest of the the list uh, I felt like I I found lots of stuff that I liked but I'm gonna just come out with a gavel straight Dude, out here. It's okay. Track one gavel come coming out hot. Uh well shit. Jameson are you gonna redeem this song at all? I don't know if I'll redeem it so much. Like I <laughs> I I'll say I'm a Manchester fan because of this uh podcast and dusty and like i like a lot of their stuff i listened to this album as soon as it dropped like the day after it dropped and like i didn't mind it everybody knows that listens to this like i love electronic music um i thought it was a cool change up for them but i haven't come back to this album after my first playthrough and that's kind of a testament to where i'm at with it right now it's like it was interesting to listen to the first time but it's not something that i'm gonna revisit and that's that's uh I, i've revisited okay. everything from manchester that i've heard before this so well, yeah i'm, I'm kind of saying i'm like i like a handful of these songs yeah maybe. <laughs> but they don't understand why this is basically a b-side record from two years ago and so. i mean yeah that the last album like a million masks of god like if you listen to bedhead which was probably their biggest hit off of that like it's pretty electronic as well but it's way more upbeat yeah. than this i was in a mall in santa rosa last week and i fucking heard bedhead playing I'm like what is going on <laughs> like why <laughs> is a manchester orchestra song playing in this fucking mall but yeah <laughs> That, that, that would feel kind of strange, honestly. <laughs> they sold out. Yeah, I'm like, these fucking sellouts. Ah, <laughs> they're making their money, I guess. <laughs> you know, I mean, I wish we could get some some money coming our way. If only uh, Blue Chew would get back to us. So. It's fucking coming, man. It's coming. <laughs> it's gotta be coming, dude. <laughs> Blue I've, been, I've been sending them my money. They gotta send it back some point. <laughs> Oh, 
the corn dog marketing, you know, there's there's a lot of potential for crossover marketing play there oh, as well. You're, I think you're goddamn right. You know, <laughs> I could just see one of their sweet blue chew T-shirts with a corn dog on there, old heart radio and mustard. You know, get that state fair foot long corn dog. Dude. I'm gonna just come out as a complete savage. My preferred choice topping on a corn dog, straight up mayo, my man. Whoa, bro. That's just supposed to come out Whoa, of the bro. <laughs> <laughs> just me. Yeah, just a, a nice a nice line of mayo on my corn dog, please. Blathered in my I mean, I've never pictured it. I'll give it a try. I let you know. I'll just try and pretend like I'm dipping it in an aioli. <laughs> like... uh, yeah, keep, keep calling it aioli. Best, bitch. best food. It's aioli. <laughs> Don't class it up, dude. Don't yeah. Get sloppy with the rest of us. Uh, that's crazy though. I've, I've always been. I mean, on a base gas corn dog, I've always been just a yellow mustard fan. Squirt me some yellow mustard. It'll go down easy. This weed's uh, up here. Yeah, we're out of the weed. Okay, so uh, Austin, you got the next song on her. Corn Dog Talk Aside. Um, Forget Me Not by Say She She and what is that last name? Pia Malik? Pia? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah, where'd you <clears throat> discover this track? Um. Yeah, so. I don't know how you guys use the liked list, but I've always kind of used it in a way of like, I don't even necessarily like, oh, I like this song. I'm gonna put it on my like, like give it the little heart. I kind of just have always used it on like, when like something that I haven't heard before comes up, I'll like, and I want to like remember it or I want to like, oh, I should like send that to somebody or like I might come back to this and like check this artist out or something and it's more of like a more of like a memory thing like okay I, I'm not gonna remember who this band is because I don't know them and so I just like hit the like on it so that I can come back to it and sometimes I end up with weird ass shit on there that I like I don't even necessarily like but I'm like I'm saving it for some reason like intellectual purposes or some research purposes later but um but yeah this came up I don't remember who I was listening to, maybe like Jamiroquai or something. And then like something else, you know, like the, it ended and then it started playing like random shit. Yeah. You know, as Spotify does. And uh, so this was just an algorithm choice. Um, but I actually dug this track a lot. And I, I listened to some other stuff just like on their top tracks and it was all really good. Um, There's a lot of like sick bass work and a lot of like fun, like, vocal harmonies and like this kind of like like disco revivalist kind of shit going on with this band and um yeah i don't know i just i kind of dug it um and yeah i went back and listened to some more of their stuff and it's it's all kind of like this it's cool so i, I kind of like the like neo disco like revivalist kind of shit so this was kind of up my alley so it ended up on my list yeah dude i actually this was another one like i'd never heard them before um but i was like i was definitely digging it like it's got some funkiness to it sort of like the vocal work is kind of dreamy at times like in a way like and it's yeah. like it's just kind of like this weird mesh of like of different styles and uh it works really well but yeah it's just kind of like this weird groove like that, that puts you in 
Um, yeah, I definitely liked it though. Like this is, and I'll probably have to do what you did and just sort of check it out. Like check out some of their other, like, you know, bigger, like some of their other tracks on on Spotify. Um, I was gonna say, I I, uh, I sort of similarly use my likes list as you. Like a lot of times it's like this referential thing where I'm like, I just want to remember that I, you know, that that was something to maybe like check back on. It's not necessarily yeah, like your always like and you're like I might I might go back and like check some other shit out but not yeah. right now. So it does yeah. yeah it definitely has sometimes like a weird like mix to it. But yeah no I mean I thought this was a groovy track. I uh you can get kind of lost in it and then it ends before you know it. But that's perfect cuz the song coming after it just uh is is perfect for it. Um Dusty, how do you feel about this song though? It's interesting. Um, remind me a lot of the White Lotus theme song. I don't know if you guys have ever watched that show on HBO. <laughs> yeah, I have. The White Lotus, it's oh, a good show. Like, that's all I could really think of from it. And I love that. That theme song is really good. So, I don't know. This was it's nice. It has a disco feel to it. But, I mean, I guess you could, I mean, you could think that this song was from that era, but it's clearly newer. So, you know. It's a banger of a tune. You know, I found myself bobbing my head along whilst listening to it. Groovy. Hell yeah. Uh, Troy, what about you? Did this capture you, your uh, your grooviness? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't one that I was excited to hear again when it came on the lit, up on the rotation. Uh, but I mean, it wasn't terrible. It was. Uh, I think I looked it up, like, because it kind of has, like, a 70s-ish vibes, I'd feel like. And it didn't come out all that long ago. I don't think so, but... Um, 22. Yeah, let's say, I think it was just last year. It was okay. I mean, it's not necessarily my cup of tea, but I didn't didn't hate it, I guess. I'll say that. I'm not going to not gonna take a shit on the song, so... <laughs> it was, it, yeah, it, it's fine for what it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, Jameson, how about yourself, man? You grooving or are you uh, are you losing? I, I was grooving on this song, man. I, I enjoyed it more every time I heard it. The first yeah. time I was like, I don't know about this, man. But after like the fifth or sixth time hearing it, like I was listening to it and kind of just jamming along when I was cooking dinner tonight. I think uh, Flannery might say it was a bop, but um, <laughs> I, as I'm hearing it now, um, I'm kind of thinking like I could totally imagine high school Troy Vines singing the forget me not part, just <laughs> just like he did, you know, like take on me, aha, like it has a similar register that I could see Troy just really nailing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, that's that's fucking great. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like. I think it's something worth revisiting for sure. I would like to hear Troy's cover of it. Um, probably. Uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll have to we'll have to put that uh, put that recording down soon. Um, next, uh, the next pick's one of mine, and I know it's uh, probably probably the grooviest tune on this list uh if i'm being honest um or that's just arrogance it's bubbles by herbie hancock 
I've been listening to a lot of Herbie Hancock lately. Like, I, you know, I don't know why I'm like, I feel like I'm a little late to like take Herbie, Han- Her- Herbie seriously. Uh, but that dude's just funky and like he's got such a wide range of music. It's kind of just fucking wild. But this song's like, a, like what is it? It's like almost eight minutes or, so, or over eight minutes. Almost just, nine minutes. Almost nine. Yeah. <laughs> of just fucking, I don't know, sounds and grooves and just, I don't know. It's been like in my rotation a lot lately for some reason. Like I'll be like on this, it's, a, it's part of like this morning mix I have also, which is like, there's like, you know, Working Man by Rush, Stu- the Stooges are on there. It's like a lot of like more like like upbeat fucking music. And then this Herbie Hancock song comes on and just kills the fucking like, it just slows everything down for a bit. But somehow, sometimes you just need that shit, man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Austin, how'd you feel about this song? Um... <clears throat> I mean, I was fucking stoked to see Herbie Hancock on on the list. Just, I, I wasn't familiar with this song, but um, I I like Herbie Hancock. I like jazz. I like funk shit. And I think like on my like Spotify rewind, like consistently over the last couple of years, like jazz funk has been like one of my top genres. And I think this kind of fits right in that same vein. So this is definitely some, this is definitely the kind of shit that I, I listen to a lot. Um, and I'm definitely not afraid of like a nine minute weird jazz psychedelic track. So no. yeah, this, this is just right up my fucking alley, honestly. Like the guitar work is super sick. There's like a bunch of weird kind of like wah-wah shit and some just like weird little cool picking stuff. And obviously like Herbie, one of the great like jazz pianists and and fusion guys um i don't know dude this this track just definitely does it for me so i, I definitely was a, a a big fan of this one for sure and and ended up i ended up putting this album on like after i listened to this playlist i i put this album on because i just wasn't i've listened to a lot of herbie over the years but always just kind of like a track here a track there and uh I just like put this whole album on and like everything kind of sounds like this track and in, a, in the best way and the fucking album cover is like really crazy too and I don't know dude I just I just really I really dig this track a lot so yeah big fan hell yeah yeah dude, they, I figured as soon as we got you on this on this list also I was like I'm pretty sure you'll fucking dig it but it's just a good song yeah I think dude. I think of of the stuff that I've heard on the on the pod and and just like from doing different playlists and stuff i think jared i think you and i have a lot of similar tastes in terms of like genre and, and stuff so um oh, yeah. wasn't surprised to see a yeah big long crazy <laughs> herbie song on here from you <laughs> hell yeah uh okay well uh uh troy how, how about you man yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I felt it didn't necessarily need to be nine minutes long. But, <laughs> um, I, I just, the first time I, I read The Artist, it, it made me laugh because I thought of in Tommy Boy uh, when he's taking that one test and it said, like, who wrote the Declaration of Independence? And it was Blank Hancock and he wrote Herbie. In yeah. there. <laughs> Herbie. <laughs> so I just, yeah, that kind of made me laugh. But it was, I mean, yeah, it was a pretty good song. It's definitely one you can kind of just put on and just have in the background and 
kind of go about your your life but um not bad not a bad song i didn't hate it i i think i only listened it. to it all the way through twice but fair enough <laughs> The cue's up. You're like, you let it go for a little bit, and you're like, okay, yeah, I you're know like, where I, it's going. I, I get the gist. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Dusty, or wait, no, we've been doing Jameson last. Jameson, you go next. Dusty, you're last. I, I'm in the same boat as Troy. It definitely overstayed its welcome. I, I don't have anything wrong with this song, but I feel like the jammy parts of it weren't jammy enough to keep it interesting for nine minutes um okay. but that's solid track it's cool but yeah maybe like two full playthroughs and i don't need to do that again <laughs> well dusty are you how are you gonna vote where are you gonna where are you gonna you gonna gavel it you're gonna love it you're gonna fall in the middle um, is it fine it's fine i mean <laughs> it was fine for two minutes and then it went on for another seven minutes. So beautiful minutes. Once it hit that two minute mark, and I was like, I'm over this. And I skipped it every time because it's so fucking boring. <laughs> so it's a, good, it's a good group there for a while. But then it's like, all right. It's not like you're doing some amazing solo over the top and jamming. It's just like the same thing. So I'm not going to bash on it. And, but yeah. Whenever I think of Herbie Hancock, I think of um, Jack Quaid on The Boys. He always had a Herbie Hancock shirt on. So, yeah. Herbie. Shit. Well, all right. All right. You know, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I, was, I, I figured I didn't I didn't know how Dusty was going to vote overall. I was like, he's either going to shit on it or he's going he's, he's gonna to just be all right. <laughs> Uh, Jameson, we got your first track up, Tarot Cards, by Saturdays at Your Place. Yeah, so finally, after six months of Amy finally having her own Spotify account, my algorithm corrected and is actually giving me music that <laughs> I want to listen to. That's got to uh, feel nice. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. And, See, Austin, uh, that's what you have to look forward to in your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> We but, got that uh, duo, dog. We got that Spotify duo. That's what we did. They gave us like a, a special entry. It's like 12 bucks a month. It's like I'm only $4 more and I can have a Spotify account to myself. <laughs> and we don't, we don't have to get in weekly battles while we're at work. Like who gets the Spotify? Um, oh, yeah, I would, that would not work. 100% worth it. But uh, yeah, finally corrected. This popped up on my Discover Weekly two weeks ago. And um, I don't know, for me, you know, obviously as a pop punk guy, we've talked a lot about it. Like this came up as just kind of like a more modern uh, Midwest emo group that I really fucking dug. Uh, I think the uh, lyrics are super relatable to anyone with anxiety like myself. So I thought that was cool. I, I just really dug this track. I've been listening to it like crazy. They also, I, I was battling with myself to put this one on or they have another song that is called it's always cloudy in kalamazoo and uh <laughs> so i it was between those two i went with this one this is their more popular track on a newer album but yeah i think it's fucking great nice yeah this is uh, again a new discovery for me um 
I definitely, yeah, I, li I liked it a lot. Uh, it definitely fits that kind of, like you were kind of talking about, that sort of pop punk, Midwest emo kind of energy. Jar. A jar. Uh, anyway, right, like, um, the lyrics are very relatable. Uh, I don't know. I think that's why, like, I, I dug it the most um, at first. And then I was just sort of like, I just got used to, like, the, like, the energy of the song and I was like, dang, dude, this is kind of, I think you said it earlier, a bit of a bop, but, uh, yep. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely another, uh, another winner for me, another, uh, two, three, three thumbs and a knuckle. I'll give it that. Ooh, damn. Yeah. It was a good one then. Yeah. Yeah. Just one. Yeah, exactly. It was pretty juicy. Um, uh, Dusty, how'd you feel about this song? Oh, no, this is great. Um, it kind of fills the 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 modern baseball void I've been missing for years since they're not a band anymore. So <laughs> it's nice to see that this was like this song came out like what 2022, so and yeah. they're more of a newer band. So, um, but yeah, no, it's it feels that. Midwest emo vibe that, that I've been missing. So it's a great one. You definitely give the rest of this album a, a shot. Like I enjoyed most of it. Yeah, um, I listened to it some more of it after I heard this and was like, it's it's up there. It's yeah, good. <laughs> they're fucking good. And I think they were just on tour with Mom Jeans, which I know Dusty's a fan of. Yeah. So well, actually, yeah, I saw Mom Jeans in, in Vegas back in October, but yeah, there. Solid, solid man. Well, uh, Austin, what about you? Um, yeah, I kind of. Well, actually, like the opening, like little guitar picking stuff that's going on is I like instantly drew me in. Um, and as it went on, like, I like I think we've talked on the pod before. Like sometimes like lyrics don't really land with with uh, everyone on the pod. Some people are kind of like don't listen to lyrics. They're more of like an instrument thing. Mm -hmm. And like I'm someone who gets really distracted by the lyrics. And I've never really. I mean, there was like a couple of years in like high school where I was like really into like a lot of like emo bands and and stuff and like kind of you know the taking back sundays and uh, of the world and whatnot but um i just like never since since after that like phase i've never really been into that kind of vocal style and um find it kind of annoying and like just i don't know like i don't know just like there's a line in there he's like i get nervous at parties and i just was like I don't know. I just don't. I don't vibe with that shit. Like, I get it. I get that. It does, like, it does relate, but it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't really vibe with it. But it's just actually, too, yeah, like, as the, too whiny, too needy. Yeah, yeah. It's like a little too whiny for me. Um, but like, actually, as, as I, like, the more I listened to the song, I was actually like, there's a part of me that's like, I don't like this. But then, like, I kept listening to it and, like, kept kind of like bobbing my head to it so there, there's something in there that i i do appreciate about this song and it does have a good energy to it and like really kind of drives forward and yeah has that kind of like pop punk like it kind of like hits in all the right places and then it like slows down and everything kind of drops out before it kicks like punches back in 
and they do all that really well so i'm sure this would be like fun to see i'm sure this would be fun to see live for sure um again not really like my genre shit that i kind of listen to but that's that's why i like the pod because you know i get i get exposed to stuff that like i'd normally i would never fucking seek anything like this out but um exactly but uh yeah no overall i i didn't i didn't hate this track at all um yeah i thought it was i thought it was pretty decent i'll give it a decent (laughs) <laughs> it's a solid deece. <laughs> it's a solid deece for me. <laughs> well, uh, who are we missing? Troy, how'd you feel about it? I dug it. It was a good tune. Uh, yeah, I'd never it's heard good. of these guys before either, and it's. I would agree. It's it's a it's a bop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my only gripe I have about this song is the way he pronounced the word tarot. Yes. He, he yeah, it bothered me too. Fucking tarot. I'm like, what the fuck is tarot? It grinded my ears every time I heard that. I was like, ah. Yeah. But uh, that aside, it, it's is that a, a Midwest thing? Is that a Kalamazoo thing? Yeah. I don't, I don't... They are. They're from Kalamazoo, Michigan. So. so they probably do pronounce it that way. Uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely one of my tops on the on the playlist. I, I liked it a lot. Good tune. Nice. Well, uh, the next track is is one of yours, Mr. Vines. Band of Horses, uh, Ode to LRC. Yeah, Band of Horses. I've liked Band of Horses since mid-2000s, I'd say. Um, this album, Cease to Begin, is probably my favorite of theirs. I think it was their second album that they released. I remember listening to this album a lot when I was down in California. That's where I kind of like totally got immersed in them. And uh, I think this is my favorite song off of that album. So probably, I guess, my favorite track of theirs that they've ever released. So Ooh. I liked it. Good good song, good band. I think they're still around. I'm not, honestly, haven't really kept up on them too much lately. But uh, yeah, I liked it. Good song. Yeah. Put it on the playlist. I feel like my, I feel like my little brother saw them fairly like recently. So they, I, I definitely I don't know, know if they're, they're still based think, out of Washington or not. They used to be at one they're, point. It's they're like half Atlanta, half Seattle kind of thing. But yeah. Hmm. Um. Well, I'm not really like I'm kind of torn here. So I don't really dig Band of Horses for the most part, but what I ex- like kept experiencing when li- when this track would come on was like i was like oh this is kind of one of the reasons why i liked them you know like it reminded me of like the like the things i I did enjoy about them but it also painted like pointed out like the one thing that i really don't like overall and it's the sound of the dude's voice like for some reason i just never like i've like that's like the thing i i like the least about this track and like I was like, ah, I think that's kind of what like started bugging me the most about most of their music. And so anyway, it was like this weird experience because I was like, I kind of like this song. And it's like the first band of horses song I've liked and I really like liked listening to in a really long time. And I know it's from like 2007 or whatever, but uh, but it's also like, oh. And I think this is why I hate Band of Horses. Like, I don't always listen to Band of Horses. <laughs> like, so it was just, it was like a strange dynamic. But honestly, like, I over, I overall, I actually like really enjoyed like the song every time it came on. Um, I like the drumming in it, if I'm being honest. I like, 
don't know. There's just a lot to enjoy about it. But yeah, so I, I'm conflicted. I, I feel I feel weird inside about this song. So, <laughs> but I'd say I'd say I like I like it overall. So you know, positives more than negatives there. Um, Jameson, how about you? Um, like you, Jared, I'm not a huge band of horses guy. Um, I'll say like as a, a bit of a basic bitch, I listened to the funeral a lot when that was popular. And, uh, what's that album? Everything all at once, something like that. Like, yeah, got a, like the yeah. Before this. yeah. yeah I, I gave it a fair amount of play, but I kind of over listened, I think, and haven't been back to band of horses. Um, I, I think the the one lyric in here, the, the hook, the the world is such a wonderful place, was super annoying and kind of out of place in this, and kind of drew me out of it. So, uh, I didn't didn't love this one. Fair. Well, it's not like a full gavel, though. No, not a full gavel. I probably wouldn't turn it off, but not my favorite. But it ain't turning you on. Uh, <laughs> Ain't no blue but chew. I would have to eat a blue chew. <laughs> Damn, this band of horses song made me take a blue chew. Um. Anyway, okay. So, uh, Austin, how'd you feel about this band of horses song? Um, dude, honestly, I, I was uh, I was pumped to see a band of horses <clears throat> track on here. I was I, I haven't like honestly kept up with them a lot over the years but those like first three records especially everything all the time and um this one and what was the other it was um uh infinite arms that one i listened to a lot as well and i actually like i like vaguely remembered this track when it started playing um but Dude, I was I was pumped to, to see this uh, this track on here, and uh, so thanks, Troy, for bringing me back to Band of Horses. Because um, yeah, no, I I dig this stuff. I, I like um, bands like Doctor Dog also kind of like feel in the same vibe, same vibe as, as them, and um, I don't know, they're just like super solid musicians. And I actually have like a, a quick side note is that um, we the coffee company I work for, we like one of our accounts is here in town is called Squirrel Chops. And one of their like managers that works there is um, a gal named Sarah Cahoon, who's a musician, like local, kind of local legend. Um, she was really popular back in the day. And she like, she drummed with Band of Horses, I think on these first two albums. Oh, wow. um, so this like might actually be her on the drums. And she's like, super super cool person and she like actually just played with another band at red rocks in colorado so just like fucking legendary place to play play a gig if you're a musician um so shouts out to sarah cahoon um (laughs) check her shit out i guess if you want uh corn dogs but um yeah uh so i'm not sure if she's actually drumming on this track or not but um yeah, no, I, I just I really dig this band, dig this track. Uh, definitely took me back, hit me with the nostalgia vibes for sure. So yeah, good song. Nice. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. Uh, I, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what the drumming credit is on this. But... Yeah, I was kind of trying to click around and see because like I know that she's 
Like, I actually think she drummed on the funeral and like that, that whole album and, and that song, I was definitely, I definitely listened to like for a fucking lot back in the day, driving around the valley and, and stuff. So oh, yeah, yeah. definitely took me back. So it was a good one. Uh, uh, Dusty, how about you? Oh, I can't, I can't complain about Band of Horses. Um, <clears throat> I like the first album more than this one, but no, this song's great. Uh, I think for, forever, <clears throat> sorry, forever I had a back in the day of ringtones. The, the last ringtone I ever had was the Great Salt Lake by Band of Horses. <laughs> so... Do people st- people still do ringtones? I don't I don't think so anymore. Ring- <laughs> <laughs> My phone hasn't been not on vibrate in ten years, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah. same, bro. <laughs> but b- back when that you back when we did, then yeah, of course I had that. So but, uh, no, they're, they're a great band. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have anything negative to say about them. I, every time this came on, I was I was pretty happy. So. I think Flannery had a couple of playlists back. I think he had like Two Swords by Band of Horses on. Mm-hmm. It's another great song. So, but yeah, yeah if I remember, it's great. Um, <clears throat> the no one ever's you know ever is gonna love you that much. Whatever that one song is, that's a really good one too. So I don't know. Soul album's great. So nothing negative to say about them. I think right. Flan is a big Band of Horses fan. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't. I don't mind his voice. Plan of horses. Yeah, plan. I, I like. I don't know. I like unique voices like that. So that's fine. So uh, I think you fucking nailed it. It wasn't dumb. <laughs> sick burn, bro. Uh, all right. Speaking of sick burns, though, so I have um, queued up. Uh, a few different cooking methods for uh, corn dogs, actually, and I was gonna run them by based on the based on the descriptions I found on this website called the Kitchen Community. Um, uh, I want to ju- I want us to judge the uh, the pros and cons of each each cooking method. So uh, obviously, if you're looking at frozen corn dogs, there's like a you know a handful of options. Uh, you know, you can get you can get your classic Foster Farms. You can get a State Fair dog. You can uh, you can get some mini corn dogs. I mean, if you're oh, if, if you're feeling randy, you can you can buy yourself one of those Morning Star veggie dogs. Uh, although, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all of them have to be cooked, and one way of doing that is obviously microwaving. So. Uh, according to the kitchen community, the microwaving corn dogs is a quick and simple method. You uh, to cook, you place the frozen corn dog on a microwave-safe plate and cover it with a paper towel to avoid messes from splatter. I don't know what kind of fucking corn dog is splattering, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it says. So, How long to boof one? That's what I'm. I mean, like that's. I mean, you got to be. What you throwing? Like you throwing a dog in there and just like hitting three on three minutes and just letting it roast. Like what are you that fucking doing? Setting? Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, so it says uh, you got to cook it on high power for about forty-five seconds to a minute per corn dog, depending, of course, on the wattage of your microwave. Pros: <laughs> It's fast, convenient, and easy for cleanup. Cons. It just says may not be as crispy. 
<laughs> you get that you get the end where it's like it explodes at the end it just yeah. pops out yeah dude that, like cartoon like flowers open <laughs> so i mean is anybody here in favor of microwaving a corn dog absolutely never i would yeah. i would rather not eat a corn dog than eat a microwaved corn dog <laughs> I feel like everybody has microwave recorder. I mean, I have. Yeah, I have. We're all guilty of it, for sure. Yeah. We've all lived in sin once, you know? <laughs> I mean, you get it super quick. There, there isn't an argument to be made. The best way to cook a corn dog is in a deep fryer, but that is not really accessible for most people. So I guess a, a good compromise, the new age method, is to air fry your corn dogs yeah oh yeah mm. that's the way to do it so yeah, okay so uh air frying according to the website so it says Ooh. for those who want the crispy texture of deep frying without excess oil an air fryer works wonders you preheat your air fryer <laughs> to 375 and place the frozen corn dogs in the basket ensuring adequate space between each one and you cook it for 12 to 14 minutes. Of course, turning halfway through. Uh, and you're right, Jameson. Apparently, uh, you know, you get a crispier texture. It feels like it's probably better for you, you know? And, um, the, but it does say that one of the cons for this is, I mean, this just doesn't make, it requires an air fryer. That's what it lists as <laughs> one of the cons. <laughs> Oh no shit. They're, yeah, yeah that's right. what I'm thinking. They're like, what the uh, Of course. You like... have to be a type of person that owns an air fryer. So, you know, it kind of sucks if you if that's your method. Yeah, you're like, oh, I was really hoping to air fry this corn dog. Oh shit, I don't have an air fryer. Like the... <laughs> I don't know. Thanks, kitchen community. Yeah, way uh, to go, Kitch. <laughs> the pro method too is you gotta give that bad boy a spray with some uh, Pam or some sort of sprayable uh, cooking oil as well. Maybe That's how you get oil. it. There we go. If you got it in spray form, just going straight liquid is a is a little uh, cumbersome. But mm. got to have the spray method. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Is uh, anybody in favor of uh, waiting it out with the oven? We all know that takes. That was, that was my method growing up was uh frozen corn dog in the oven Dang took a long fucking time but, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The time yeah, no, done, you're, yeah you're not hungry anymore it's like <laughs> i'm over this it's like when you buy the stouffer's like macaroni and cheese you see it 70 minutes you're gonna fuck this or, a <laughs> or, or you're just a savage and yeah. like eat the edges once they thaw and then put it back in the <laughs> oven <laughs> Yeah, that Still dude. Not right. <laughs> you got to be careful putting the chicken in your mouth, though. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Uh, all right, all right. Well, I guess we can all agree that microwaving is probably the worst. If you have an air fryer, it's probably the best. I think though, like I would have to go oven if I didn't have an air fryer, and I couldn't obviously deep fry. So, you know, or if you had patience. Or, you know, I guess you could just like spend a lot of time like like trying to start a campfire, just rub it in your in between your hands, you know. <laughs> I mean it sort of warms itself up. I would just put it in the in the morning, boof it up there, and then just work all day 
<laughs> you get home and pull it out. Dinner's ready. <laughs> Dinner's ready. If you if you want a cheat code, you could microwave that bad boy and throw it under the broiler. Oh. And then boof it. Oh shit. And boof it for <laughs> that little extra flavor. <laughs> Anybody just run it under hot tap water until it's warm? <laughs> Boil it. Yeah. <laughs> Boil the corn dog. Yeah. All the breading came off. <laughs> yeah, that's you know it's even though it's still. You gotta straight it out. You know it's someone that bread boils off. It's good. <laughs> yeah, that's the size. Oh, fuck. You through a strainer like it's pasta. <laughs> uh, all right, corn dogs, you heard it here first. Uh, maybe not first. Maybe you knew corn. How you're? Maybe you knew your how you like to prep corn dogs. But there, there's some general ideas for you, I suppose. Um, I'm gonna pull us right out of the weeds here, Austin. We got another track from you. We got Doctor by Teen Mortgage. So, yeah. Yeah, so, wait, so just so I'm clear, the like list, you're supposed to take like the most recent track on your list. That's how we built this, right? Kind of roughly. For the most part, I think like that's how we, okay. how okay. we were trying to do it. But, yeah. Cause, I mean, uh, either way. Yeah, um, just, just wanted to be clear. Um, yeah, this one, this is a weird fucking band and a weird song that I came across. I think I was listening to the new uh, King Gizzard record, and then when it ended, it started just like playing stuff that really didn't sound like that at all. But like, since it has more of a like, like metal tinge to this this most recent record. Um, it was just like playing some like kind of weird punk stuff. And um, I think like some o- the OCs came up a couple of times. And, um, but yeah, this, this band, I don't know. I was just like listening to it and I just, it made me stop and be like, I should go check these guys out. Cause this is kind of weird. And I've definitely gone through like phases of like going and listening to a lot of like punk and shit. And um, I don't know. I just, I thought this, this song had like a lot of, cool energy to it and um kind of an interesting vocals and stuff and like some weird shouty stuff that he was doing and um just some like really intense kind of wailing guitar shit at a few parts and um yeah i went and checked out some of their other stuff and like it was all right it didn't like i I probably won't go listen to them a ton but i definitely found myself listening to the track like a couple more times and sometimes i need like to turn the energy up when I'm like trying to finish work up and I've been there for a long fucking day and I'm just like trying to get through the rest of my my shift and and finish everything out before I leave and I just like need something kind of high intensity and so this this kind of got it done for me that day so yeah I like this one yeah dude um this song is this song fucking rips dude it's such a good it's such a good track like uh I look I looked it up and they don't really have any info on Spotify per se, but they do have like a lot more, a lot of stuff on uh, Bandcamp. There's like a link to their Bandcamp, I think. Yeah. It's just It's just a duo. It, so it's just like yeah. just two cats ripping as fucking rippers do. And yeah, it's, uh, it's dude, it really does. And yeah, I I, lo- I I definitely really enjoyed this this song. It was a cool discovery, and I really look forward to trying to like dig through the rest of their uh, music too. So definitely uh definitely a big win for moi 
like it really does like like there's some like I like how you described it you know there's just like some shouting at times some fucking wailing guitars at times like and it does have that like sort of uh you know it can just like it can just like it, you, you can suck the energy right off of it and just use that you know so. yeah yeah just power forward yeah i remember like it came up and i listened to it and i was like what the fuck is this and i like put it on my like list and i was like i'm gonna listen to more of these guys and then i just like started the track over again and just like just just grinding um because yeah it was it was a fun one for sure oh yeah um yeah so i definitely definitely liked it i'd give it i'd give it four thumbs so you know uh let's see who am i Troy, how'd you feel about this song by Teen Mortgage? Yeah, it was a cool tune. Kind of cool, like, upbeat punk tune style. Um, I, yeah, I kind of, it uh, sort of took me a little bit by surprise. Wasn't expecting a song sort of this style on the playlist, but it was cool. I, I dug it. It was a good good tune. Um, I haven't really checked out much more from them yet, but I probably will. I don't know if this is kind of their overall style or not, but uh, yeah, it was a cool song. I liked it. Good, yeah. good addition to the playlist. Something a little different. So, two thumbs. <laughs> Dose thumbs. <laughs> uh, Dusty, what about you? Um, solid, solid punk song. Um, don't have anything negative to say about it. It's nice that it was two minutes, so that's <laughs> it's always good. You know, a nine-minute song. You know, but, uh. <laughs> Sorry, uh, no, it's solid, good, good hardcore. I wouldn't call it hardcore punk, but I don't know. It was just different than some other punk stuff you see now. So not, nothing negative to say about them. Had a good groove to it, so I can give it an eight. An eight? Yeah. <clears throat> we never know. Elusive eight. We never know the scale, but it's an eight. It's there. <laughs> It's there. <laughs> uh, Jameson, what about you? Certified banger. Went on my liked list. Contender for top track. Um, I haven't, like you guys said, haven't dove into the back catalog yet, but I definitely will. Um, I felt like uh, this was like junior high playing one of the skate games or like mm. the newest release of Tony Hawk. And this is one of the ones that I like wouldn't cross off on the playlist. And so it would just play all the time. But uh, yeah, certified banger. Fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Excellent. Uh, all right, real quick, before we jump into the next track, uh, we're going to play a quick game called Name That Freddie Prince Jr. Movie. Uh, this is inspired by something that Dusty brought up earlier. I'm just going to read you a, a, quick, a quick synopsis, <laughs> and you got to try and name that Freddie Prince Jr. movie. Like uh, this. Scooby-Doo. Uh, okay, so hold on. Uh, this, the synopsis is, a rich girl whose family summers on Cape Cod has a romance with a local poor boy who Summer hopes catch. to be... Oh, Dustin, I didn't even finish <laughs> Literally any Hallmark movie ever. Dusty's got it. So. I know Summer catch. Yeah, dude. He played a local poor boy who... <laughs> hey, Cape Cod uh, Baseball League with... Um... The yeah, guy that played Shaggy, also in Scooby Doo, um, was the other. Oh, Matthew L- Matthew Lillard. Ma- yeah, Matt Lillard. Um, Lillard. Yeah. Screen. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Okay, well, <laughs> I guess maybe we'll later we'll have another one of those. <laughs> or not. <laughs> uh, this is mostly just a trivia game for Dusty because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not going to dive in on this at all. So hey, you, you're, you better bring your wits. You're going to get lit up, boy. <laughs> I believe that's old, old Troy Vine saying. You best bring your wits or you're going to get lit up. Uh, I do remember that. Oh, did, you say that did you say that to Skyler? Yeah. <laughs> I did. It's probably during Smash Brothers or something. I know. We were, we were playing tackle football. Oh, that's right. Yes. Oh, that's when yeah, the, okay. the, <laughs> McGrady's nickname Black Angus came The out. Black Angus. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that actually though? I think that's an actual like steakhouse somewhere. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a chain steakhouse. It's like it yeah. is kind of like uh It's a step up from Outback, but yeah, still garbage. Outback. Do they also do they serve a deep fried onion also? I I'll check the menu. Let's move on. I'll let you okay. know. Okay. So the next <laughs> one's another one of my picks. It's uh off of Killer Mike's newest album. It's called Don't Let the Devil. And it's, if I may say, quite a fucking banger. So, I've listened to this song like a, I've listened to this song like a fucking dozen and a half times. It, I don't know why. It's just got a great, great energy. I like the. I mean, it's the closest thing. I will admit this. It's the closest thing off of Killer Mike's newest, new solo album, to a Run the Jewels track. Probably, the whole album's really, really impressive. Um, if you ask me, there's like Andre 3000s on it. There's a handful of features all sprinkled all throughout. CeeLo Green's on like the first, the, the opening track. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just an interesting, like, you know, kind of like heavy gospel music and, and inspired like fucking hip hop album. But this song is, yeah, it's just got some fucking, I don't know, something about it. I just keep coming back to, I keep tasting more. Um, so I'm curious to see how y'all feel about it. Uh, Jameson, how about you? Well, just a, a quick update. There is no Bloomin' Onion on the Black Angus menu, but their brand oh, new, brand new starter, Crispy Hot Honey Brussels Sprouts. Ooh. That sounds pretty fucking Ooh. great. With yeah. applewood smoked bacon and blue cheese crumbles. Get me the Black God Angus. Damn. Um, God damn. This is another one that's... Uh, this uh don't let the devil fucking banger again this is uh i have three contenders for top track don't know where i'm going yet but uh not only did this make it on my list this made it on amy's list as well so you have some widespread acceptance sir he ah, just comes so fucking hard uh, killer mike's awesome great track loved it yeah dude uh troy how about you yeah, it wasn't too bad. I don't listen to hip-hop a whole lot, but this was pretty good. Um, I didn't put it on my like list or anything, but I didn't, it wasn't a skip for me either, so pretty oh. solid tune. I don't. I guess I don't have a whole lot to say, but yeah, I, was, I liked it. I'll pretty take good. it. Uh, Austin, what about, what about you? How'd you feel about this Killer Mike track? Oh, dude, I... <clears throat> yeah, this was definitely a, a top track contender for me as well. I, um... Yeah, I was stoked to see this uh, any track from this record on there because yeah, I was like, I was on Bandcamp actually like listening, and I usually go to Bandcamp to listen to like more obscure shit that I'm not familiar with, and then all of a sudden I saw like a song from 
Killer Mike and I was like, oh, he has a new record. And it, it had come out like two days before that. And I was like, holy shit. And I listened to it all the way through just like while I was at work. And I was just like getting distracted because I was just like, this album is just fucking heaters all the way through. Killer Mike just is such an excellent vocalist and just absolutely ripped shit on on this whole record and this song was definitely no no exception to that um yeah there was a lot of really great features on on this whole record like every there's features all over it yeah the andre 3000 feature was like one of my favorites that track um but i like that lp was on here as well from run the jewels and um yeah he just was like i don't know this whole record he's just like he's very like vulnerable and like talks a lot about his like you know kind of these come to jesus moments for him like throughout his life and stuff and and um i don't know i just like there i i I love hip-hop and i love um i'm more of like a like old school guy i guess for the most part but there's a lot of newer stuff that i like but like more recently i've been just like not able to like really find a lot of stuff that like is accessible to me and that i i dig a lot um but this just like it felt old it felt new it had all of these excellent gospel like elements to it which i actually always love and it's it's something that i've always loved about kanye's music but like you know, I think we all know Kanye's like been kind of off the rails recently, and like I don't necessarily go back and listen to a lot of his That's music not really anymore. That's a body double. Yeah, the body double. Yeah, <laughs> whoever. Yeah, whoever. The CIA replacement for <laughs> for Kanye. Um, but like, you know, I've always appreciated like elements where they can incorporate like gospel singers and, and elements into hip hop tracks, and like this just hit all of those marks for me and uh yeah i fucking yeah this track is excellent so yeah big big ups on this one for me hell yeah uh and that takes us to dusty who i'm I'm, you know fingers crossed you know you converted but well this is fine um i'm I'm too white for this type of music (laughs) (laughs) it's good i enjoy it but I don't know. I'm just like, it's not for me, I guess. I don't know. That's what I figured out. I, I never find myself like actively putting on hip hop music. And I don't know. I don't know why. I, I mean, I was raised around rap just because my sisters and stuff, you know, being forced to it. But I mean, this is the type of rap that I would choose to listen to, I guess. You know, just actually good, good rhythm and stuff, not just rapping about violence and bullshit you know so i respect it for that um but it's not for me because i'm just too not, white for it just you not, know? Not, I not your I, bag I appreciate it i like i should like I, I guess if i were more to that party and would understand what he's talking about more i would probably appreciate it more but i can't really relate to it that much so i, I can see me, I really enjoy it. It's a, it's a good good music, good beat now, but like I can't dive myself into it like I can like whiny pump punk bullshit because that's more me because it's white. So yeah. <laughs> well, uh, 
I mean, yeah, I figured I didn't. I, you know, even you saying it's fine is something that I'll. That no, I'll, I, I'll, it's it's good. Like, like I respect it. I mean, compared to other like rap that's out there, I mean, it's, it's really good music, but it's just not for me. Fair enough. I could definitely see Dusty doing the office space thing, you know, where he's stuck in traffic. And he sees somebody like pulling up and he rolls up the windows while he's listening to this one. <laughs> <laughs> no one's in the judge here. <laughs> all right uh uh R- dusty i got another i got another uh freddie prince jr movie for you to name okay hold on uh so this synopsis is says blair a fighter pilot joins an interstellar war to fight the evil Kilrathi who are trying to destroy the universe well it's not um starship troopers one <clears throat> is it Starship Troopers 2? I'll tell you this. It's another movie with Freddie Prince Jr. and Matthew Lillard. <laughs> Matthew. I said Matthew for Starship some Troopers reason. Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> no, it's it's a little a little movie called Wing Commander from 1999. <laughs> based on a PC video game. So uh it's yeah. Dumped. Got you. You stumped him. Okay. Well, now that means you have to go watch that Freddie Prince Jr. movie. That's the punishment. I'll get back to you. (laughs) After I watched the the 10 years that he disappeared off the face of the earth to write wrestling storylines for WWE. So, yeah. Those count as Freddie Prince Jr. uh, movies. (laughs) All right. So, next up. Wing Commander. Wing Commander. My dad used to play the Wing Commander video game on PC. No fucking way. Yeah. I never wow. heard of that. Yeah. That's why when that movie was made in 1999, I was like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he had it on Laserdisc and Beta Max. And all, that. all the goods. <laughs> um, all right. So, Troy, I think this is one of yours, and this is a kind of a wild card one on the list. Uh, him to the fallen from the Saving Private Ryan soundtrack by John Williams. So, where where did this one come from? Uh, like, first off, it's John Williams, uh, I, probably the greatest music composer for film movies. I mean, the I guy just that. has blockbuster jams. Um, I just recently found out that he actually does a yearly concert at the Hollywood Bowl, where he has his like full orchestra. And they run through like his Hollywood milestone sound uh, songs and everything. I was like, that, that would be incredible. Epic. That would be an incredible concert to go to, dude. I mean, because he's like ninety years old now, so you're not gonna be doing that for too much longer, you know. But my God, I wonder uh, how much tickets are for that. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, this I think I was like, I was on YouTube and I just Google or uh, searched like John Williams' greatest hits. And there was, it was like a three hour long video. And this was the first song that was on there. And I was like, oh man, that's, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like this song just kind of has everything that you'd like to hear, like sort of in a, a piece of music. I mean, it really builds everything that has the choir. It's got the horn section and everything. And it's just a great tune in my opinion. And um, one of his, uh, probably not so like super hugely known songs, but I mean, Save It Private Ryan was a, a big movie on its own, so I'm sure it got definitely a lot of listens back, you know, in 98 when that movie came out, so um, good song, really, really enjoyed it. I mean, again, it's John Williams, so I don't feel like 
anything he makes isn't gonna be bad. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Like, I, I don't know. John Williams just has this like this magical touch, man. There's, I, I joke with people uh, at, at my work. Like, if I really want to get pumped up in the day, like I will, st- I will start the day off listening to John Williams, like music you know and like i get by the time i get to work i'm like for some reason just like super fucking jazzed up like yeah i don't know nothing nothing is that uh, i don't know it's just like a really special fucking vibe man and that dude has somehow i don't know just made some of the biggest movies like movie like songs and movies and like the yeah in the how in the however long he's been fucking operating at this point I, I don't even... since like early 70s i think it's crazy man that's <laughs> crazy i did look up and uh so it's it sounds like john williams just recently actually did the uh did that hollywood bowl event it was like over the week, july 7th through the 9th so it was literally like just like year. yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying i'm like mm, stay alive johnny boy uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely don't don't uh, hate this track. It, it was it, like I said, it was a wild card in the in the list, especially coming right after that Killer Mike song. <laughs> um, but uh, but you're, yeah, it has it has just a great movement to it. You know, it's like you said, it sort of swells and you know has that kind of the, the sort of quiet down and kind of builds back up and. Yeah, I mean it's just kind of a beautiful little piece. So I can't hate on it. I gotta be honest, I kinda love it. <laughs> uh Austin, how'd you feel about it? Yeah, I mean I was again I was pumped to see like when I when it just like kind of scrolled through when the final like the full list was populated and I saw the John Williams track and I, I was I was just pumped because yeah, I mean we've all said it but it's like if you've been a fucking if you've been alive in the last 50 years like you like and have seen some some movies like you we all owe a fucking great debt to to john williams for what he's given us over the years with just iconic soundtrack after iconic soundtrack and uh yeah you just like don't even really have modern films on this level without his music so just just iconic but um yeah, no, I fucking, I really like this track. Um, the, like, the French horn is just really epic, and, like, it's just all verbed out and, like, kind of on its own, doing its own thing, but then, like, the rest of the horns kind of come in and and uh, totally forgot about the choir at the end and, and everything, too, so it definitely, like, just builds a lot of emotion and stuff throughout it. And actually, um, Diane and I, like, she had never seen Saving Private Ryan, so we like watched it. Like I don't know, maybe maybe it was like a year ago, but in, sometime in the last year, we we watched this and um, just like one of the great war movies ever. And uh, yeah, just this is a this is a just fantastic track. So this is I I appreciated seeing this one on there for sure. Nice, uh, Dusty. How did you feel? Did this song move you? Um, yeah, uh, I hope that concert he opens with the Star Wars main, I mean, you can't open that concert with any other song than that opening Star Wars. <laughs> if he, I mean, I would assume he did, but, um, no, this is good. Uh, 
I've actually never really sat down and watched Saving Private Ryan. I think, I mean, I've seen parts of it, but never really sat down and watched it. I don't know. Oh, it's kind of that. I don't know. I just watch it, it, dude. Kind of thing. I've been meaning to watch it. Um, but like, as I was playing Call of Duty and listening to this, as I do all these playlists, and uh, so this came on. And I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this sounds like something from like a war movie or something, you know? <laughs> so I was playing, and I looked. And, oh, same for oh, this makes sense. But no, this this was good. Uh, it. You know, matches that time, I guess, the World War Two era. But yeah, solid tune. <laughs> it's a, it's Did it a, work very well while you were playing Call yeah. of Duty? If I were playing an older version, yeah, like a World War Two version, that would have been even better. But yeah, it, it was solid. It, wor- it worked for it. <laughs> Didn't help me at all, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Jamo? Um, I, obviously it's a beautiful composition, composition, like it's beautiful music. Um, uh, ob- not really obviously cause some of you guys do, but it's not something I'm going to sit down and listen to very often. Um, but it kind of transported me to a, to a thing that's probably happened to all of us growing up in the generation we did like turning on a movie on DVD and then falling asleep in the middle of it and then waking up in the middle of the night with the menu just way too fucking oh, yeah. loud oh, and <laughs> yeah because you always have to turn it way up to hear the fucking dialogue in it because they turn it down so much and then the menu comes on and it is just fucking blasting and your dreams for the last like two hours have had this song playing in it so that was kind of cool to be like, wow, that's something that people don't really experience anymore because you just stream everything and it just goes to like, goes to the main menu and there's nothing playing anymore. But so that was kind of cool to think about. And I'm sure that happened to me with this movie and this song at some point. So I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know when I'll be listening to the Save a Private Saving Private Ryan uh, soundtrack anytime soon, but. Yeah, solid. <laughs> that reminds me. I think when DVDs first came out was when Shrek came out, and I had to have been ten years old, and I fell asleep at so many friends' house watching Shrek and waking up in the middle of the night talking, going, "Hi, hi, hi!" on that fucking soundtrack. Oh my god! Smash mouth, I'm a believer. Yeah, that or I think yeah. it was Rush, Rush Hour 2's main uh, theme thing there. Yeah. Rush Hour 2. Oh my god. I mean, who do you think who do you think would win would win in a fight? Jackie Chan or or or, uh, or Tom Cruise? Neither. They oh. both die from their ideologies for their political <laughs> views. Because <laughs> Jackie Chan thinks that the Chinese people shouldn't be free. So, yeah. <laughs> Jackie Chan would kick his ass. Jackie! Yeah, no, for oh, real. Oh, for but... sure. But they're both <laughs> terrible people. I hope they uh, both die <laughs> fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> Throw them in, a, in an arena and make them fight to the death. Somebody <laughs> deathmatch. Ah. Uh. Uh, oh, all right. Liberty Deathmatch. That's a great. That's a throwback too. Got to bring that back. Um, so. Mills Lane. 
<laughs> uh, Dusty, we got another one of your tracks up. Hot Mulligan, shh, golf is on. Yeah. Uh, they're one of the more, I would say, up and coming pop punk bands, but they're, I think, pretty popular. This is off their newer album, so. But I think they're going to be pretty big here in a couple of years, the way this stuff's, it's the way they've been trending. So, but I don't know. This, it's just pop punk. I mean, there's not much else I have to say about it. It's just, it's slightly different than other stuff. I mean, his, his voice is unique, I guess, but I mean, some people would say his voice is bad, but eh, it's okay. Yeah. But, it's a, I mean, it's a catchy song. I mean, some of their stuff's really good too. So, but this is this is just off their newest album, so I just threw it on here. So, that's fair. I mean, I, I definitely like you said, it's a pretty straight, straight like forward pop punk. You know, yeah, nothing like crazy. Um, you know, but it's good, man. It's yeah, like, I mean, it's catchy. So, yeah. I don't know. I kind of dig it. I was I was sort of surprised. Uh, about uh, how much like pop punk adjacent stuff was on here, um, but this kind of fit in perfectly with the rest. And I, yeah, like I said, it's sort of I don't know. I don't really. I think it, I think it shows our age more than anything. <laughs> we're all going back to stuff that was popular in our early to mid teens, and we're like, ah, eh, this is what we like. So this is what it's <laughs> gonna be. So yeah, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I, I, I'd say I, I, this is a good song. I like this song. It's got some nice energy. Uh, definitely don't fucking hate it. Yeah, it's um, not going to win Grammys or anything. It's just shit, hey, you know. You never know. It could it could go that big. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> uh, Troy, how'd you feel about this song? Uh, pretty much the same as you guys. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's a good pop punk tune. I, I didn't have any negative things to say about it. I, I enjoyed it. It's another um, good pick. There was a, a few kind of in the genre style on this playlist, and I liked it every time it came on. I was kind of bobbing along to it. So good good selection, in my opinion. Nice. Uh, Austin, did you, did, did you bop along with this track? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think I've, I've probably made my preference for this kind of music clear maybe at this point, but I, I'm not like, I'm not really into like pop punk stuff or, or emo stuff. And I think it's interesting, actually, what you were saying, Dusty, like, you know, as you get older, you kind of gravitate toward back towards stuff that was, you know, popular when you were, you know, a little bit younger and in a certain time in your life. And I think that's, true for the most part um not for everyone i i definitely feel like i want to keep like exploring lots of different stuff but um what's interesting is like i think pop punk is like actually having like a huge moment right now and like emo shit is actually having a big moment like when i walk in you know because i like when i'm like delivering our coffee to <clears throat> different cafes around town like if the like younger baristas have like control of the of the ox, like um, you'll hear shit like this playing, and it's not like older bands. It's like it's it's like contemporary shit, and there's a lot of bands that are like doing this sound right now, and I just think that's super interesting because like you know like even like in 
like like Gen Z like fashion and stuff like they're dressing kind of like how like kind of like how we were dressing a little bit or like maybe even like a mix of like kind of like late 90s early 2000s and shit where you see like yeah. the fucking baggy ass pants and like these like kind of platform jinko jeans I'm talking I mean, jinko jeans bro like big time <laughs> in these kids bro like yeah it's, it's like real like huge legs they're huge they're huge and they're baggy and like you know like like it's just I don't know it's, it's just really funny to me like how trends and stuff kind of like cycle around a lot and oh, yeah. um that that is isn't, uh, the 90s are really in right now right so it's like well that's yeah, like, like like literally somebody came into the cafe the other day and they were like i don't know they look like they're 14 but they were wearing like like a beanie a black like tank top like super baggy like like yeah. three sizes too big corduroy pants and like skate shoes you know what i mean and like yeah. they had like you could like they had like boxers like you know pulled up like above their like pants boxers. like, like yeah, yeah like i was globe. like wearing globes yeah yeah like, i was like oh my god dude i've seen you before somewhere <laughs> you know? I know you yeah, I was I like, know you. but it was so spot on place. though it was like this soaps on it was crazy dude around. i wish soaps would make a fucking comeback that'd be awesome Oh my god, dude! I'd buy a fucking yeah, pair of like, soaps and hurt myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how, like in the two thousands, we were wearing like you know, well, some of us, me and Dylan Standerford, uh, were wearing like seventies, like wide collar shit and like you know, like velour fucking like suit vests and and shit like that. You know, it's like. Yeah. things go in cycles and like oh, yeah. at this point that shit is all 20 years old and so it's like it's actually like for the young folks it's like it's retro enough to have been like recycled and, and cool again now to like wear that in like this kind of alt way um yeah. so yeah it's just it's it's definitely interesting um that was kind of a sidebar i didn't really say anything about this song but um <laughs> no, i don't really like, have much to this is also wait. a fashion podcast so it's okay yeah. it's yeah. Uh, i'm waiting wait until the the, the Calvin fashion hits our society. It's going to be happening oh, yeah. anytime now where anytime, people man. are wearing button ups and t shirts over the top with t shirt over ties. the top. Mm. Yeah. I so thought about that the other day. I was like, man, I, I was like, is that, is that, a, is that no longer an acceptable look? That's a, that's a Calvin <laughs> thing, man. You just, you put that on and you throw a band tee over the top and you have your tie. It's, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And we knew, we I knew definitely started that it. look. I definitely copied that look oh, we and brought did. it to the, we to the junior like, high. It's it's Friday. We're all gonna we're all gonna wear this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, shit is yeah. It's silly, but it's it's true how stuff kind of comes back around. So definitely, like emo is is having a moment. Pop punk, that shit's having a moment for sure. So yeah, um, yeah just like keep your ear out because you'll you'll hear shit like this, and it's like I see like yeah, like this this band is like a, a you know they're a contemporary band. They're probably young dudes that are. Like, I don't know. I just hear this shit when I go around and it's like usually like younger folks listening to this kind of stuff. So it's kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a kind of a whatever, but I, I did. I, I like the production on this a lot. It's like super fucking clean. The the like, you know, rhythm sections really tight and just like a lot of energy and stuff. Let's see. I see why people are into this kind of stuff for sure. Um, not really my jam, but it's, it's not bad at all. Fair enough. Uh, well, Jameson, are you one of those young people that's bopping with these, this tune? 
of course. You know, this <laughs> obviously this is right up my alley compared to the other stuff. Uh, I think this is this is my final contender for top track. It's probably uh, the underdog right now. I don't think it's going to get it as it's in my ear right now, but I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Like, uh, I, I kind of wish Caleb was here because what I keep hearing with the vocals is the used. Like, I hear a lot of the used influence in this, which this is like the only, the used is the only emo band that Caleb likes. So I, I would have been interested to see if he connected with this at all. Um, but yeah, good track. I, I think you're right. I don't think it's going to win any awards, but I, I made it on my list, so it'll get some more plays from me. Yeah, fair. That, that's kind of how I feel. I'm like, it's still, it, I'm still going to probably revisit it. Um, all right. So the next track is yours, JMO. Uh, Hate Rain on Me by AJJ. Yeah. So, um ajj previously known as andrew jackson jihad that's uh, they, what it is okay <laughs> yeah um i i don't know what what i was listening to but like austin was saying this is a, a band that popped up after something else finished um and i just this song in particular popped up and i dug the fuck out of it like i like the energy to it the guy's vocals are pretty unique. Um, I like the like angstiness of the lyrics and the energy that comes with it. So I I listened to the rest of this album and it has similar vibe to it. So I enjoyed a bunch of it. I think I have like three tracks off this album that I've liked. Um, and then I went and dove into their back catalog a little bit and they're like super varied. They do some like weird uh like folk punk type stuff like they're just super varied really interesting band and i it, it, i really respected them for everything that they've done so it's a cool band and i figured i'd throw them on here for you guys maybe somebody connected with it and would dive like i did because it's worth checking out for sure uh yeah i mean i really fucking love this song um I didn't realize for some reason I just did not realize that it was Andrew it, it, like Andrew Jackson Jihad. Did you know them as that band? I yeah, I knew them previously like under oh, that band. Like, I okay. mean it's all I think it's all listed under the same now, but it is, yeah. Um but I just yeah, I was just, like I did not make that connection for some fucking reason. I wonder why they changed they changed it. I mean, it's a little cumbersome as Andrew Jackson Jihad AJJ is a, a- a lot easier. Well, I, I think guess. a lot of white people when they hear jihad, they just assume racist. They just have flashbacks of the twin towers coming down. Yeah, I don't, but they don't understand what jihad <laughs> actually means. So, yeah. Also, Andrew Jackson is not a historically uh, a figure also that Andrew has aged Jackson. well. That's I get. <laughs> yeah, that's. He did lead a, He basically did lead a jihad against indigenous people. So yeah, he's kind of a fuck. Yeah, that's a good point. double negative there. Uh, anyway, this song fucking rips. It's a good fucking song. Um, I really dug it. I love those opening lyrics. Because uh, that's how I feel about summer. Every time summer rolls around. I'm just like, I fucking hate summer. Everybody's always talking about how fucking sunny it is. Summer's fucking miserable. 
fuck. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So anyway, needless to say, like I said, I connected with it there, and I just let it rip uh, right after, like you know, the rest of the time. I, I loved it. Um, there were like, there's if if anything, there's two tracks that were like kind of duking it out for the top spot, and this this was this was one of them. So big uh, big ups to this pick, JMO. Nice, uh, Dusty. How'd you feel about it? I know it's good. Um, this band's popped up a few times for me, just around daily playlists and stuff. It's funny is I I put a band on a playlist a couple years ago, part of this play this podcast called the Mountain Goats, and you guys hated the shit out of me on that. And this guy sounds exactly the fucking same as him. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand the hate. I, I didn't <laughs> mind them. I don't understand the hate. You are no, totally I think, right. <laughs> yeah, I think Caleb, Caleb hated it, and he'd probably hate this song too. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's good. It reminds me a lot of the Mountain Goats, which is this sound comes from the early 2000s. So it's it, Austin said earlier, just that recycling of what's popular right now. So, but this is good. I mean, I like people's, you know, voices like this when it's like unique and different like that so you know it's not necessarily good from a you know singer standpoint but i don't know it's good from an indie standpoint so i don't know I, I i enjoyed the song every time it came on so it's, it's an eight for me you're totally know. right though dusty i thought I thought that I had heard AJJ when I first got into him mm -hmm. off of a Weeds song or a, a song that was on Weeds, and I looked it up, and it was a Mountain Goat song. Yeah, I mean, they I sound this, so close. <laughs> when I heard this, I'm like, is this the same like lead singer? He just broke off to the solo thing or something like that. I mean, I, I did the same thing on that um, that band you picked the Saturdays or whatever. I'm like, these guys sound so familiar, but... I don't know. It's, my mind likes that music. So, uh, Austin, how'd you feel about this song? Yeah, I, I, uh, I did. I dug the song. Um, again, I think like th the thought that comes to my head when I hear like um, music, like a like this genre, is like my gut reaction is like I don't like this, and then like the more I listen to it, I'm like I actually do like this. And so it's, it's kind of fun to like kind of turn that initial like notion on its head. But um, yeah, I thought it has, I think it has a, like a really nice like driving energy to it. And I did, um, I was like listening to the lyrics and they're like, they're pretty like kind of funny and, and a little um, like sardonic. He's, you know, a lot of tongue in cheek kind of stuff in there. And um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely dug this track. Um, I don't know how much I'll, I, I mean, I'd dive in maybe just because I'm curious and I'll go listen to some more, but I don't listen to a lot of stuff like this. Um, but I did, I did actually like this track and I, I like the guy's voice. I think it's, it definitely reminds me of that like era of, um, like indie rock stuff from like kind of the later, like later 2000s, like maybe getting into the like early 2010s and stuff. but. Um, there was a lot of music like that, um, but this has like a little bit more kind of, uh, like driving, like punk sensibility to it. Um, but kind of 
more on the indie rock side of the like actual sound um, and like genre and stuff. So yeah, I, I dug it. Also, I, I mean, honestly, Andrew Jackson Jihad is just a fucking hilarious band name. So I'm glad they kept the AJJ because that is, is a little more succinct, but um, I don't know. Something about that is just funny to me. But yeah, I thought it was good. I like this track. Nice. Uh, Troy, what about you? Uh, yeah, I like this. Uh, to me, this is totally a song, an artist that uh, I would have taken off of Scott Weiss's computer. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, I can't <laughs> rightly credit it to him, but I'm pretty sure Scott might have been the first person that ever told me about them. Yeah, because like, he was into this like genre of music pretty hardcore when we were in high school yeah. and like the band like clap your hands say yeah is another one kind of comes to mind that he just yeah. like sort of just that sound um but it was good i i enjoyed it it was uh uh always liked it when it came up in the rotation and uh i haven't really checked out their back catalog but i i am intrigued enough to dive into it a bit more so i i did like it um guess i would echo dusty i'd give it an eight <laughs> an eight on a on a scale <laughs> it looks like their their first album released in 07 so there is a possible scott weiss crossover there it, it, it fits the timeline that's what i'm saying when's scott coming on the pod when somebody fucking get talks to him i haven't talked to scott yeah, i haven't talked to scott and fucking 10 years man that's uh, uh, i saw him briefly um three years ago he he randomly showed up to josh's memorial i mean I, house. I was like what the fuck <laughs> i mean so, if anybody's got a line on him i'd, I'd say reach out because it would be it would be quite quite interesting just to, to see what to see uh what his musical tastes are these days because that boy definitely had a a lot of taste making ability back in the day we'll say Big influence for me, for sure. Yeah. There's a there's a quick. I shouldn't even tell this story because it's more Elliot's story to tell. But I like none of us had like even really kept in touch with Scott at all. And for some reason, ah fuck, I'm gonna fuck this story up. But for, the the gist of it was basically that like he popped up again for some reason when we were living in Seattle. And like when Elliot and I first moved down here with like Cal and Britt, we were like him and I were doing a lot of like freelance like video work and and we were shooting you know videos for people and bands and stuff like that and just like trying to get work and trying to kind of make it as like freelance artists and um somehow Scott like popped back up and he knew that like Elliot had a camera and he was like asking it wasn't like totally out of the blue but he was basically like can I borrow your camera for this like shoot thing that I have and like Da, da, da. And, and Elliot was, was like, oh, yeah, dude, for sure. Like, I, I need it for, like, a shoot coming up. But, like, if it's just for, like, a day or so, just whatever. And then he, like, ended up, like, borrowing the camera. And then just, like, we just, like, didn't hear from him for, like, a week or something like that. Oh, and, like, basically, like, had Elliot's, like, I mean, this is, like, a nice, like, Canon DSLR. And it was, like, something we were, were shooting lots of video and stuff on at the time. And, and just like stressed Elliot the fuck out and I'm sure he would tell it in a in a way better way but it's it like really Scott funny thing. and like 
it was like a very Scott Weiss thing to do and it didn't like sour us on anything of like I fucking hate Scott Weiss anymore but it was definitely like I remember Elliot being really annoyed and like really like nervous like am I gonna get my camera back like is this gonna be fucked up like what's going on <laughs> what's <And> like, happened <laughs> what is happening like we were like not we were both just like working like shitty jobs on the side and stuff and just like that was like a lifeline for us to like do you know like chase our dreams you know and then it was just like all of a sudden it was felt like it was a jeopardy and like it was it was a scary moment i think it all came back and was fine but it was just like a it was a weird thing but yeah. kind of a funny story we'll have yeah, to if, if elliot's on the pod we'll have to have him retell it because it, <laughs> that's it's like really the most funny. scott Wee story ever like <laughs> he, he's he's a he'll show up for a while and just maybe he was my best friend for a very long time so i understand that so it's like that, that's just got you'll get it back and it's not going to be broken or anything because he's a very <laughs> respectful person it yeah. just might take a while to get it back yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man well yeah uh consider that like uh yeah we'll have to we'll have to, we'll have to try and find a way to cast that net out though just because it would be interesting to see what the weiss is up to um so who's next who's next uh uh back to you austin we got tears tears for fears uh mad world (laughs) yeah so the reason this was on my life list was because uh so diane and i watched um the lost boys are you guys Mm. familiar with this film of course um never heard of it yeah uh fucking it's a it's a staple in the 80s vampire film canon um Kiefer sutherland is very hot in this movie he's sporting an excellent mullet there's actually a lot of excellent mullets in this throughout this whole film there's quite a, um quite a few yeah quite a few and uh yeah diane really loves vampire movies and like like aaron fox brought it up and then also like my boss Andy also brought it up like in a very short time period and I had never seen it either I I was aware of the film but I'd never seen it and so we were just like let's let's we should watch this movie and we like put it on and then there was an echo in the bunnyman track on on the like maybe in the credits or at some point in the film and so I like mentioned that and then Diane was like well who's that and then I was like wait is it Echo and the Bunnyman who does the cover for Mad World in Donnie Darko? And then I was like, no, it's not them. But like, who does the cover? Because I knew that song was a cover. So then I was like looking it up. And then I was like, oh, shit, it's fucking Tears for Fears does the original. Yeah. And so that's how it all came around. And I just was like cracking up about that. Just like everything about this whole conversation everything was just like so 80s. And then I was just like listening to this song. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like <laughs> it's everything about it was just like intensely 80s. So, uh, oh, yeah. so yeah, I was just listening to it. And definitely the version, the uh, version on in Donnie Darko is like, I think objectively like a better, more iconic version of the song, mm-hmm. but still a pretty good song. And Tears for Fears. I think they're also playing at, um key arena or climate pledge or whatever uh in like a couple of weeks i've been seeing billboards like all over town for it tears for fears is like doing i don't know if it's like their Damn. farewell tour or what but um anyways yeah it's kind of funny so that's how it ended up on the like list and uh yeah it's a pretty good track oh yeah dude it's always a good track like 
it's i mean tears for fears is is a salt and like has always been a pretty solid uh go-to for for that that you know that 80s <laughs> fix you need yeah um, you need that fix yeah <laughs> but yeah no it's a it's a good song i've always loved it um i mean there are like multiple versions of this song out now i do think that you you know like this song is obviously like iconic in its own way but i do think the uh who did it it's like gary uh michael andrews i think is the and gary jules okay yeah that's mm, yeah. that's that's the one from Don, donnie darko donnie yeah. darko yeah i think that's probably the more popular version of this song. yeah which yeah. is a good a great cover of this song don't get me wrong but the, but this tears for fears song is is just it, yeah there's just something about it yeah it just it has a it hasn't I don't know it just has this like really kind of dark but like the synth pops really like still just kind of like upbeat enough that it sort of like I don't know just creates this weird dynamic. Lyrics are great. Always yeah, I'll always love this song though. Yeah, there's there's so much of that in like this era of like '80s pop music where it's like it's like weirdly dark and like kind of goth elements to it going on but it's uh it also has like these more upbeat kind of like production qualities to it and yeah the drum machine i noticed right away there's like some interesting like percussion stuff going on and it's a, it's a it's a silly track it's good for sure it's, yeah very very fucking 80s oh yeah uh jameson how'd you feel about it uh, I feel like this is a, a legendary song from a legendary group that I have no patience for right now. <laughs> um, I, I think when we started this podcast, um, we were all going through a bit of like a synth wave moment, Caleb and Nick specifically. Um, yeah. we I put a bunch of uh, like on a guilty pleasures list. I had some synth wave stuff and obviously these guys are kind of pioneers for that genre. But that moment has passed for me, and I don't need to listen to it anymore. <laughs> so I hate to do this, but let's give it a gavel. Oof. All oh. right. A gavel for Tears for Fears. <laughs> yikes. Yikes, yikes. All right. Well, we'll find out if there's any redemption to be had. Dusty, do you hold any for uh, any redemption for Tears for Fears? Oh, no, it's fine. Um, every time this came on, I didn't realize this is like the original version because I think I've heard a thousand variations of this fucking song. So I'm like, I don't know what the original is. So interesting to see that this is probably the original and I actually heard it <laughs> for one of the actual first times, but I prefer the Evergreen Terrace version, version <laughs> of the song. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, it, it's it's fine. I mean, it's tears for fears, I guess. I mean, it's 80s, I get, you know, it's fine. I'm not going to hate on it. It's it's very overplayed you know, when, when something's they're just trying to be really dramatic in something, and then they'll put on a remix of the song. But I, I'm, I'm not, I have no qualms with it, so... All right. I don't know. It might, it might honestly be the first time I've actually heard the actual original version of the song. So that's kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Troy, what about you? Yeah, I, I 
definitely way more familiar with the cover version of this, kind of the slowed down version versus this upbeat sort of poppier side of the song. And it, uh, it was kind of an interesting sort of hear the different spin on that track is, you know, that Donnie Darko version is just so kind of somber and slow. And, and then you just kind of get this and like, ooh, what are we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tapping along to it now. <laughs> but it wasn't too bad of a song. You know, I agree. The song's probably, everybody's heard it a hundred thousand times over. And But just kind of hearing the original version, sort of how their interpretation of the song was originally, was kind of neat to get get a different side of the song. So no, not a bad track, not a bad pick. I didn't mind it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that uh, takes us to uh, my last song on the list, Black Coffee by Sarah Vaughn. So, this is your song, Jared? Yeah. Ah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so disappointed with that. Wow. Okay. I'm very surprised this was Jared's song. Who'd you think it was? Austin, for sure. Uh, um no i've been into this like i've been on this really big kick uh maybe it's just like you know being sad and lonely and thinking about life lately but i'll be outside like it'll be like i don't know 11 30 midnight and i just won't be able to sleep and i've been listening to a lot of like female jazz vocalists and italian female like italian vocalists and so (laughs) there's like a good Good few of these types of songs on my likes list right now. Oh, I don't know. I just like the song. I like the title. I thought it was that, you know, there's some decent lyrics. Like, lyrically, it's pretty decent. I just like her voice a lot. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good track. It's a good fucking track, people. Okay, em- track, man. <laughs> embrace it. Em- uh, Dusty, let's just get you out of the way since you since you since you seem so so surprised. No, I just like <laughs> it, it, as soon as it came up, I'm like, well, this is clearly Jared's song. Because it's about mm. coffee. It, it is only because it's about coffee. So that's the reason why I'm seeing like. And I'm sure Austin relates to it pretty well too. Now you got two coffee boys on the pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, exactly. <laughs> you probably hit you home, but I don't. I don't have anything negative to say, but I was like, oh, this is probably one Jared song. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I mean, whenever I watch the Notebook, this is the kind of stuff I think of. So nothing wrong with that. How often would you say you watch the Notebook? Not enough, but uh, <laughs> good, uh, good, once, good answer. Good I don't know, once a year or so, but I mean, it's a, this is the top once of the a year. year. I think I've seen it like once, bro. Like, it's I'm a not great not, movie. It's I agree. Nicholas Sparks, man, just tearjerker. I mean, I'll give you that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate on your music. Nah, your, it's, your it's movie choice. Those guilty pleasure films, you know, for sure. So I'll have to revisit it. We got, it. Some, we got, you got the, the Mick you got the gauze in it. You got james marsden in there a young cyclops you got james james gardner's in there oh he what else was he in is he one of the grumpy old men no that anyway. no he was in um he played the grandpa in eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter after john ritter died um 
All right, all right. So, <laughs> so did this, this be, because you're? No, it you're, was it was fine. It was forgettable, but I was like, oh, Jared, put, put this on here. Oh, that's a good song, man. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, is it like what? What's the what's what's it on your rating scale? Uh, five. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't know the top out. You don't yeah, know. I guess that's true. Nobody knows the denominator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Jameson, what about you? Um, I thought it was a pretty song. Like it, it was. Fitting for like a smoky cocktail bar, sitting on a nice leather couch, just enjoying something. But it, I, I realized I have a strange thing in my head. Like this is not a song for the summer. This is the wrong time of year. It's too hot outside to listen to this music. <laughs> like I, I know that sounds weird, but I listen to it and I'm like, it is too fucking hot outside to be listening to this. Like I need to be like cold as fuck outside and come in and warm up and listen to something like this i'm too sweaty right now <laughs> like I'm i think that's fucking for great Dad. but like i honestly it like it makes sense way, doesn't it, makes it sense it does it does it does it fits. Kind of like early december <laughs> yeah or like like a windy october day yeah this is not a yeah. not a song to play after getting heat exhaustion earlier in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is we took season song. Yeah. This yes, is, this is yes. <laughs> I took my four year old to Silverwood last week, and it's like I I couldn't imagine listening to this song after that. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love that. Uh, Austin, what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm definitely a jazz guy, and like, I'm I'm familiar with Sarah Vaughn, like some of her some of her her uh, songs and stuff. So, um, yeah, I dig it, dude. I dig this kind of stuff. Those just like real sultry, just like powerful female voices from this era. Like, you know, like Ella Fitzgerald is another one that comes to mind, and um. There's just like there's so much fucking like vibrato that they put into their voices in in this kind of music, which is always just like super impressive to me. Like at a even at like this kind of like lower kind of sultry cocktail bar volume, you know, you can still like put that much like vibrato on your voice is like just it's just fucking wildly impressive to me. Um, but yeah, I I dig it. I also appreciate like in this era of of music, like the vocalists, they were often like writing songs that were like very like metaphor heavy and and it's like yeah it's about coffee and and cigarettes and stuff but it's all really about something else and it's like there's there's something else underneath there when you when you're listening to it and uh yeah i mean very much like a kind of bluesy bluesy jazz track and uh i could definitely like yeah just picture yeah sitting in a jazz club on 52nd street in the in the 40s or something and like hearing hearing a tune like this come on at three in the morning you know <laughs> drunk off some hooch so yeah i could, <laughs> I could uh, <laughs> so yeah no i i dig this shit for sure so i'm, I'm in i'm in for it nice uh, Troy, that brings us to you, my friend. What about what about you? So thoughts on this and uh, anything else? Um, 
Yeah, so I guess I'll just tell you my little side story about this song. Uh, so I, I'm working in a, a fab shop right now for Stetner Electric, and my tool partner is a 75-year-old guy, and uh, I have a Bluetooth speaker that I'll listen to music and stuff through, and I had this playlist going, and this song came on, and, and he walked over to it and just stood there and closed his eyes. It was just like tapping his fingers along to this song. <laughs> <laughs> it was just totally like, I had to stop what I was doing. I was just watching him, you know, I'm like, he was just <laughs> lost, man. He was in a different- It took world. him back, dude. <laughs> yeah, he did, man. It was, it, he struck a chord. That's so wild. <laughs> just immediately <laughs> transports him oh, to a yeah. different plane, man. He's... It took him back to getting drunk on hooch in the jazz club. <laughs> dude, yeah. yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I, yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty good tune. Um, I know, yeah, just uh, kind of totally different style of music and everything, but... Um, yeah, it was, good. it was a good song. Uh, I'd give it an eight. I'm sure my old friend he would uh, he would certainly give it four thumbs up as well. Oh, perfect! <laughs> an eight yeah. and four thumbs. Uh, <laughs> so funny. Just the just the, the 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 mood of like closing your eyes, just being like, just I'm just getting drinking in, you know. I'm a, that's fucking great. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, we got Dusty. Dust, a dusty pick, "Empty Nest" by Silver Sun Pickups. Yeah, I don't know. We're just it's off their newer album, so I mean, it's Silver Sun Pickups. So not much I can say about it that anybody's already said. I mean, they're a very talented band, and uh, I don't know. This is one of the better songs on this album, so I don't know. It's it's banger to me. So it's what I've listened to lately. So. It's very popular right now, I guess, on pop stations, so. Yeah, I would say like this is, I mean, I can definitely see why it's popular. There's things I like about it. I don't know, I don't know. I guess I'm just like, I'm just like debating whether I'm a Silver Sun, pick, Silver Sun Pickups fan or not. It it's feels, a, it feels a acquired. lot. I feel like it's an acquired taste. I, th I feel like you had to have been part of the wave in early to mid two thousands. Yeah, I mean, really I think like them. So I think I just might have passed that shit by. I mean, it's it's a fine track. I, I don't think I'd like. I think out of like, I don't know, out of all, I, everything we've listened to so far, it's probably not not like doesn't hit as as well as some of the others for me mm -hmm. but it's still like a like a like a good track i like like i said i like some of the instrumentation in it um yeah it's fine mm -hmm. i'm giving it i'll just give it i'm giving it just a straight two two thumbs two thumbs uh austin how'd you feel about the silver sun pickups um yeah, I mean, I, I mean, from what I see on Spotify here, yeah, they have like 1.3 million monthly listeners, so they must be a pretty popular band. But I've, I've never heard of them. And Ooh, really, um, you ever heard of Lazy Eye? I'm sure you heard them, but it's like I, and it's possible I've heard, yeah, some. It, it, if they're this popular, it's definitely, it's very possible I've like heard something by them. Um, but it wasn't like a name that I recognized immediately. Um, <laughs> 
I don't know. I mean, I think you guys have... was it Elliot that had a song by them on his playlist, or somebody else? Like somebody else. Somebody recently did, did recently. Yeah. And I was like, somebody just put on Lazy Eye, and you're you're automatically gonna be like, oh, I know who they are. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll go. I'll maybe put that on while while you guys are discussing and see if I recognize. I'm sure. I'm sure I will. Um, because mm-hmm. I hear stuff through the ether, but, um. Yeah, I don't know. This is definitely not the kind of music. There was there was some bands like this that I was into at a time. Um, I might be mixing them up with somebody else, but like the Hush sound maybe was like something kind of similar or even like maybe Iron and Wine or something. I don't know. I it's Just the, from uh, the... Monsters and Men. Monsters and Men, yeah, maybe... Um, again, it's not really my, not really stuff that I listen to, but I think kind of same as Jared, where it's like, I actually like a lot about the instrumentation on this track. Um, the vocal style doesn't really do it for me. Um, I just kind of get annoyed by it and the like, very like, um, uh, like the, like the dropouts of like, the music stops and then we kick back in you know and it's like uh, that kind of stuff i get i just get kind of annoyed with it doesn't like ex- it doesn't it doesn't excite me like I, this kind of music doesn't like i'm not like i'm just into weird shit i think and not like even to be contrarian or anything i'm just like that's just kind of the stuff that i actually i mean you guys heard my last playlist it's pretty fucking out there shit that i'm into sometimes and um sometimes stuff like this just feels a little <clears throat> a little too straightforward for me um but yeah the things that i did like were yeah like the production is really clean which i appreciate in a in like kind of a popular song like this and um actually the bass i noticed the the bass guitar on this track is actually pretty sick um so there's a couple of things that i liked about it but it was a it was a, a pretty, it was a solid deece for me as well, I guess, on this one. All right. You got a piece of the deece on there? Yeah. Uh, deece nuts. Uh, <laughs> deece nuts. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Troy, what about you? I like the Silver Sun pickups. Uh, I've heard this song a few times before uh, this playlist. And um, I think I know this is off their newest album, and it's uh, it's a solid song. Uh, I I didn't miss the train on this band. Like I <laughs> I've I've liked them since they came out in 2006. So um, yeah, it's a good tune. I, I enjoy it. I'm never gonna be upset when this artist comes on. So I liked it. Passes the passes the vines test. No, and it was Troy that had Silver something. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was I just did. looking at. I was like, it was. <laughs> It was Troy. It was on the second, the second part two, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jameson, did we get your thoughts? No, not yet. What do we got? What do you um, got on the, on the pickups? Well, I mean, speaking of the song that was on Troy's playlist, uh, I had the same experience where I was really annoyed by it at the beginning, but by the end of the song, I was like, okay, I could do this, but I just... I don't know if it's enough for me to dive. Like I, I didn't, I, I wasn't on the silver sun, uh, train, like wasn't really for me then at both songs I've enjoyed, but not enough to dive. So whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
Well, next uh, next is one of your picks, actually, Jameson. Uh, Vampire by Off-Road Minivan. Yeah, so this was another uh, Discover Weekly track from a couple weeks ago. Uh, came off the same Discover Weekly as that tarot cards one that I had earlier. So good job, Spotify. You're feeding me some good shit. Um, this one tickled my fancy specifically because it reminded me a lot of like Seosin stuff, which I've pined over in the past. Mm. Um, a little bit more simple, like less technical instrumentation, but the uh, the way that the vocals kind of sway a little bit. I, I don't know. I I really liked it. Another good modern emo band. I guess since Austin was saying the kids nowadays are into this stuff, maybe I'm turning into a bit of a hipster, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if I connected with this song very much. Uh, I kind of, yeah, it kind of like, it feels like too big. They were, they're trying to be too big with it. And mm. I think that... that I could I, see that. Yeah. I don't really... I don't, I don't really... Look, I don't know. It reminds me of, like, Finch. Uh, mm. And I think I've moved past my Finch days. Maybe I have. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. Uh, overall, yeah, this is one of those I was kind of, like, having... A, I just had a hard time connecting with on the playlist. It's... It's fine. You know? I'll give it that. I'm not gonna get... I'm not gonna hate on it too hard. Or maybe I, you know, maybe I should. Maybe I should. I just, it's just like those, like those kind of like, almost like, like they try to do like this, almost like a choir, like vocal work on on parts of it that just don't fucking sync up with me. And I don't know. It's just that the 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 type of rock that they're going for is. It reminded me of like a 30 seconds to Mars track and I just can't I've never found found a reason to like that group either. Maybe I am gonna gavel it. I am gonna fucking gavel this song. Sorry, Jameson. Do it. Do it. <laughs> gavel. Uh yeah, fuck it. Okay. Um uh Troy, how'd you feel about this song? Quite the opposite from you. <laughs> uh this really like scratched a niche for me. I, I actually really enjoyed the song. It might be one of my top tracks on the playlist. Um, I actually uh, downloaded this whole album and uh, I, they have two albums out, I think. Uh, this one was off their 2020 album and then they have one that came out like last month or something like that. Um, yeah, I, it was a great song I, to me. Um, there's another song on this album that I, I really enjoy too. That's uh, I was kind of, it was cool, good, cool song to, to dive into on the, um, dig into the catalog a little more from this artist. But like I said, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm always kind of a sucker for this genre. Like I said, it's, again, like kind of like you guys said, you sort of like to go back and visit bands and styles from when you were in high school and everything and kind of what stuck with you over the years, so. Uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed the song. It was a great selection, and it was cool. It was a, a band I'd never heard of before, so kind of cool to find fun. a new artist. So yeah, that's always kind of the fun thing. It's like when you find like a random new artist that, that you're just like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> yeah, I love these playlists, man. Um, all right, uh, Austin. Honestly, I 
I feel like I was like struggling to come up with something like to say about this, but I kind of I kind of feel like maybe you nailed it, Jared. On like, it, there's a there's a sense that like they try to make themselves like sound really big, and like there's <clears throat> I think there's a part like and it's probably towards like the kind of middle end of the song where they kind of go from like that like I can't like recreate it, but they like. They do this sort of like it's not like really like a scream or a, a shout, but it's just like this. It's like it gets louder, like the vocals get louder, yeah. and it's like it just uh, that stuff always just kind of falls pretty flat with me. Where it's just like it's not like weird enough for me, or not like raw enough for me. Um, like if you're gonna like kind of scream or shout, like just fucking do it, you know? Like don't just like get a little bit louder and like like turn everything in the mix up a little bit because yeah. I don't know I'm just kind of I just kind of was annoyed by it but um there is yeah again like I, I found some there was some elements in it some guitar work and stuff that I I definitely didn't didn't hate and I didn't hate the track overall um but <clears throat> I remember thinking when I was first I was kind of like in the van I was like driving up to Everett and I was listening to the whole playlist and I was kind of like I'm like listening to the song and then I'm kind of like turning it down and kind of like almost like talking to myself a little bit, just like through the through the tracks and stuff, just like just trying to verbalize things. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, like, I just don't have a lot to say about this one. And that's that's I guess maybe kind of speaks for itself for, for my opinion of it. But overall, yeah, not like not a bad not a bad track, I guess, but didn't didn't really land for me at all. I'm not going to go listen to any more off road minivan. I like the name, though. I do too. Sick name. <laughs> yeah, sick name for sure. Uh, Dusty, what about you? Um, it was okay. Um, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said the Thirty Seconds to Mars because I was going to say this is Kmart Thirty Seconds to Mars. Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking hate Jared Leto, so <clears throat> I'm not going to gavel this or anything. I mean, it wasn't as bad as Morbius or anything like that, but um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it was fine. I just, I just really fucking hate Thirty Seconds to Mars, and so it just reminded me way <laughs> too much of them. And man, they have a new song out called "Stuck" that is absolutely god. It's just god awful. It's a terrible song. I, I, I don't know. I'm like, dude, stick to acting. So. It's not oh, for no, me. Man. I'm not gonna gavel this because it's 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 decent, you know, it sounds good, but I, mean, I just every time I heard it, I'm like, God damn it, is this a fucking Jared Leto band? Something, you know. <laughs> 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 well, like uh you should have died in Requiem for a dream, dude. So <laughs> <laughs> Lord of War, cocaine overdose. Oh my god. Well, when his arm was falling <laughs> off and fucking wrecking him for a dream, he's still oh, yeah. there and just die, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever read the story of how he gained all the weight to play Mark David Chapman? No. Uh, so he, to, to gain the weight, he would melt ice cream with olive oil, just house ice cream and olive oil. Oh. Uh, he, oh. he gained 40 pounds to play Mark David Chapman in a flop. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> he also like I guess when he was uh I read something when he was playing the Joker in uh what was that fucking Suicide uh, Squad. Suicide yeah. Squad, yeah. He was like 
he like sent like box of dead rats to like all of the cast members and stuff and like was like trying to be like super method and shit but was just like <laughs> just being a gross fucking weirdo and uh i don't know i that that shit's like i appreciate like the i appreciate some of that shit sometimes like method acting and like going super hard but sometimes you're just like dude you're just a fucking weirdo like, <laughs> you just kind of but i actually tool. like him as an actor in in a lot of no, things he's, he's a good actor he's just like i remember he's yeah, Kmart, i remember reading that like, Kmart christian bale but yeah uh well one band we definitively know uh jared leto is not in is brush and then uh that's, <laughs> not that's, yet. that's where they not yet <laughs> wait till that biopic comes out he plays fucking no dude he plays like getty <laughs> lee or something he plays getty, no yeah. you think he's playing he, you think he can play no Pitt? no no he's, playing he's getty. gonna be alex lifeson he's gonna throw <laughs> security guards down sets of stairs come on <laughs> dude rush is legend uh so troy you graced us with time stand still by rush and amy man yeah i, I wanted to pick a different song from rush that isn't obviously one of the constant radio hits that they play over and over again but uh another guy that used to be on my crew his favorite band was Rush, and he would always play like Rush, like greatest hits or whatever. And this this was one of the songs on there, and um, yeah, it was kind of catchy to me. Like I never really had heard it previous to that either. So um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just kind of an earworm song, I guess, for me too. But uh, yeah, it was kind of neat to you know, Rush has been around. Everybody kind of loves them and whatnot but this was a song that i don't think a lot of people have either remember or heard before so something a little bit different i guess oh dude for sure yeah i had not i had not heard this song actually before uh this list and i mean i i thoroughly fucking enjoy it like it's it's a fantastic fucking song uh i mean it is like it's you know, if I, I looked up the album, it's uh, it's like an '87 Rush track, so it definitely like has, you know, like I don't know, it it's you know them kind of getting, I'd say like rock, a little bit of like little bit of pop, but still just like really fucking weirdly unique sound, like you know, they're they're it's. I don't know. It's just a fun track. Time stands still. It has. I, it's not what I would expect from a Rush song, but it's also something that makes total sense for Rush. Like, I don't know. It's just strange. I I fucking love it though. I can't hate a Rush song. I I, I don't think I ever will. I mean, Roll the Bones. Come on. Worst songs ever written, but it's still Rush. <laughs> but it's still Rush. <laughs> Uh, Jameson, how do you feel about this track? Uh, it's just a fucking banger. It's a great Rush track. Like it has everything that I would want from a Rush track. Like it has a cool little bass line at one part. The drums are just overly technical with all sorts of shit. Like Getty Lee isn't going over the top crazy. Like it's it's a great fucking song added to my list another one so great pick 
Uh, Austin, how'd you feel about this Rush song? Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a Rush song that I was familiar with, and then I looked up, yeah, and it was like '87, and I really like don't listen to like anything after Signals from <laughs> Rush, like not even on purpose, just like I just. I just don't really, um, though, like I am, I would say a pretty solidly, uh, I'm very solidly like a Rush fan and, and, and have definitely like gone on rants to people about like how good they are and shit and like gotten into conversations with like other people who are Rush fans and, and like always enjoy that shit. But just like for me personally, I don't really listen to much stuff from like post like mid eighties Rush and um but yeah when i saw especially when i saw i was like wait rush and amy man i was like i didn't know that amy man ever did anything with rush so that was kind of fun and uh yeah i think the track's good um i like it i think for me like there's something like like i said like post like signals or like after kind of the mid 80s like to me like getty's vocals kind of like lose a little bit of an edge and maybe some of their songwriting in general loses a little bit of an edge, but it always sounds like Rush. And this song sounds like fucking Rush. Like you can just immediately tell it's a Rush song, like just from the fucking get go. And and uh, so yeah, like you, I'm like I'm I'm never mad at a Rush song, like to be honest. Um, but it's it's not my favorite Rush track for sure. I've I've actually like considered multiple. I've like had rush songs like on different playlists and and like wanted to put a rush song on on one of the playlists and probably will at some point but uh um but uh yeah i didn't i didn't know about this one i didn't even really know about this album to be honest so yeah it was kind of fun listening to this one for sure so i like it i like amy man too so it's, that's cool yeah this is uh i definitely want to like listen to the rest of this album personally just uh just to cruise through it see what else it's on there uh Dusty, you gonna you gonna let this uh, let the song rush to the top of your list, or is I don't think so, but um, it's just I don't think so, Tim. So. It's, it's too rushy for me. Like too, it's too rushy. Like like it's like once hit red barchetta and just I, I don't like that era of rush really. So it's like they got, I mean, they were pioneers of prog rock. I'll give them, I'll give that to them, but it, they, they took it a step too far. <laughs> they <laughs> got too far. I respect the hell of them, but it's just like, oh, some of that stuff is just like, I can't, especially, especially that late 80s rush. It's so rough. Um, and it is all like, has to be like one of the only songs I've ever like collaborated with anybody else on because it's almost always Getty Lee singing and <laughs> hear a woman's voice and that's interesting but um it's Rush I mean yeah it's never the legends but you know I don't know it's just like yeah Led Zeppelin was great but some of their later stuff wasn't great so you know it's like I, I, just, I love you just these have bands. to admit it <laughs> they, they hold a special place in my heart but it's like I mean, I'll admit that some of their later stuff's not good. So I, I think it goes back to, I remember Ben Gibbard of all people did an interview. He's like, yeah, a lot of bands get like really popular off the earlier albums. And then all you're trying to do later on is just survive. 
you're just trying to get one hit off of every album just to survive so yeah, at least he was honest but yeah i mean it's fine it's rush it's rush all right well uh so we have one last uh jmo song on here this is just a little bonus track mostly specifically for austin um this is uh war paint by monophonics uh i don't know if you are aware of this group austin but this is like i've been listening to these guys for a while and i was like if austin isn't aware of these guys i need to make him aware of these guys <laughs> so it's uh, like i heard it and was like yeah this is right up his alley and it's a fucking killer track in my opinion yeah austin how'd you feel about it uh i agree yeah i do know of the monophonics I, i'm not like actually super i'm not like i haven't like dove and and listened to like a ton of their discography but i've they've come up quite a bit in in different stuff that i've listened to and um they get they definitely get like recommended on some of my uh some of my playlists and stuff for sure and yeah no i thought it was a great track i i just yeah you 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 definitely have me pinned because i fucking dig a fucking soul revival track like this for sure and uh i was looking up who the like vocalist was and yeah kelly finnegan and not really sure other stuff that that he's done but sounded kind of like Alabama shakes and mm. um definitely like reminded me of that kind of just the very kind of powerful soul voice um in the kind of like neo soul revival kind of stuff that i'm definitely i'm definitely fucking into so i was definitely into this track this is this is definitely a contender for a top track for me um yeah it's just it's just solid i just love this shit it's just like it's groovy it's fun it's like it's upbeat and there's like just good horns and like yeah definitely reminds me of like fudo's band or manhan street band and stuff like that so yeah i i knew of monophonics but actually after i listened to this i did actually add this one to my i don't i didn't actually add even though i liked some of the other tracks on here i didn't really add things but i i clicked on this one because i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna I need to remind myself to like go back and like go pick a an album just like at random and go listen to more monophonics um and uh yeah i definitely dig them i think they're i thought they were playing seattle i'm kind of curious now i might just go look at this but thought they were playing here somewhat soon but maybe that was somebody else but um yeah fucking dig it for sure got me pinned yeah they're definitely nice. i mean this is definitely a solid a solid track and you're right like austin i i, I they're definitely in that same wheelhouse as like buddha span and stuff so which is just fucking good jam, like good jams man like like yeah. there used to be this bar down downtown here who used to like book basically like like acts like this um unfortunately that bar is closed now so that doesn't happen anymore but they like i feel like they almost even like or no i'm, I'm never mind i'm not thinking of monophonics i'm thinking of this other really random group called ottoman uh ottoman empire maybe that's wrong um anyway this song is a is a good fucking is a really good song jameson and it, and it definitely put this this group on my radar so i really appreciated that it's just soul it's groovy it's everything dusty mm, it's groovy 
so like you know it's solid tune so i don't have anything negative to say about it so it's not for me it's not for <laughs> me <laughs> okay that's but what i, I needed no i enjoy this type of music but it's i don't know i don't see myself searching this out so oh fair troy will, will you will you seek this out <clears throat> uh, this song kind of it grew on me the more i listened to it it was a little didn't really like it as much the first couple times I listened to it but i sort of just kind of started thinking like man like how would this song fit into like my world like where would i come across it yeah. and to me all i could kind of think of was like a 70s cop show like when they're like showing like the title characters and, like big bold like gold letters come up and like you know like eric yeah, estrada like, and chips or something yeah, like, yeah. Just, like, <laughs> chips like yeah, chips exactly. up or something like that like, yeah it's just Puyallup. like after i kind of like put that together in my head i'm like all right yeah i do like this song <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was good. Like I said, it grew on me, so I, I, I appreciate it now kind of more than when I first gave it a listen to. So, nice. yes, yeah, I liked it. All right. All right, guys. Well, uh, we've made our way through the list. Uh, we have to get hit our tops and bottoms. Um, anybody got any, Yeah. Anybody want to start them off? I, I got mine loaded. Dude. I can go. Uh, bottom of the list, think I'm gonna give it to Tears for Fears. Just uh, not not really digging that right now. But it'll it'll come around, and there'll be a time and place where I'll enjoy it. But it wasn't connecting this time. Um, I guess out of my contenders, it's between Doctor by Teen Mortgage and Don't Let the Devil by Killer Mike. Fuck, totally different styles, but both bangers, both on my list. Um, I think I'll give it to uh, Doctor by Teen, Teen Mortgage because I hadn't heard of them before. So probably something I'll dive into in the future. Shit. Well, Big. I mean, you and I are, like sync up on that. That uh, That is my top track also doctor Ooh, nice i was just like this fucking song just rips i love it i'm like yeah so that's cool like i mean like it was like after like the first go through on the list i was sort of like that was the one that stood out the most and i kept like every single time it just hit um bottom of the bottom of the list i think is i'm gonna put vampire mm. i just not for me i couldn't i didn't i didn't have it in me uh I don't want it in me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that sweet vampire blood. No, I've long thought if I if I had to choose between being a vampire or a werewolf, I'd much rather be a werewolf. Oh fuck that, dude. Where uh, Eat Jacob? Do you want to be a <laughs> you want to be a vampire? Oh, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, anybody else? Uh, Dusty, you got yours? Um, well, my bottom, I'd probably do the vampire. Just I don't hate it. It just reminds me too goddamn much of Jared Leto. So, <laughs> um, Jared Leto flash. Yeah. Um, my favorite, 
tops, the tips, uh, tarot <laughs> cards. Yeah. Ooh. Solid. Tarot card. <laughs> Hit me right in the Midwest emo, so um, definitely going to seek them out some more. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, what about you, Austin? Um, <clears throat> yeah, bottom was uh, my my straight out of the gate gavel for Manchester Orchestra, The Way. Yeah, just didn't fucking care for that at all. Um, I guess I am curious, though, now that you guys say that that was kind of a B-side and, and kind of different sounding from a lot of their other stuff. I, yeah. I'm, I'm at least curious enough that I'll go maybe click if around. If you want to, like, track. get into their bread and butter, um, I would listen to, like, Mean Everything to Nothing, that album. Or, um, like, A Virgin Losing a Child. It's really good. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it's just like B-side electronic stuff, but for the most part, they're just like a rock band, so. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, it makes me, I, I'm curious enough that I, I might go click around and, and listen to some other stuff, but yeah, that one just fucking did not do it for me. Um, and then, um, pretty, I'm actually kind of torn on a few of these for my tops, but I think my initial top um was uh bubbles herbie dude i gotta i gotta go with it it's fucking that shit just hits me right in the right in the zone where i i like i like my jazzy space funk so um and that whole album actually is sick man child it's it's fucking great so yeah definitely there was some the the, the runner-ups were definitely killer mike and uh this war paint track, but also fucking John Williams, Hymn to the Fallen, shit is epic. Saving Private Ryan is a fucking amazing film. So, um, but yeah, I'll go Bubbles for for my top. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, all right, Troy, what about you? Uh, I'd say my bottom was probably that Forget Me Not. I just, yeah. You want to forget uh, it? <laughs> yeah, I could forget it. <laughs> um, forget Pops. me, yes. <laughs> Tops, I would go probably to row cards. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh we got two. Got two. It was a good track, man. That was cool. So two yeah. tops for tarot cards and two tops for Doctor by Teen Mortgage. Yeah. Okay. Dang. Well, I mean, I honestly, like I said, it was kind of like a kind of just like an, an interesting mix overall. And uh, I kind of like the idea of just like updating this every now and then, you know, with like whatever, whatever's been the, the most, the most standout recently. So it's fun. It's a cool, it's a cool idea. And uh, yeah, just, just some wild ones. I'm glad to discover some of these acts. Like, you know, doctor was my favorite track, but there are several just songs on here that you kind of warrant, revisiting like those groups or like maybe even just those albums you know but i think it was a good pick up it was a good it was a good uh good list we put together there boys i guess we'll have to see uh, oh. the next one is uh is gonna be a little strange from what i can tell so <laughs> it's nice to have a solid playlist before having uh By strange, the... you mean awesome then yes yeah. <laughs> so, what's you know, next on the docket uh, Troy's put together a very weird, like assemble, uh, like like playlist of music that is just fucking all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we might have to rope you into that one because that one's that one's another like it's it's just a wild one. So, 
I think it has a Muppets. It has a Muppets song on there. Dude. Like, it's so fucking it's, it's Rock. It's oh no. It's God. John Denver and the Muppets. I mean, yeah. come on. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> that John Denver's full of shit, man. <laughs> man, fuck John Denver. <laughs> so yeah, we'll have to we'll have to uh, get that one up and running also. Well, this was fun, boys. I say, uh, you know, we'll leave it here. I do want to just leave one last corn dog related thing. Um, according to that website I was looking at earlier, it says maintaining a proper moisture content is crucial for a satisfying corn dog experience. <laughs> and I have to just wonder Definitely. if they knew what they were writing there. But, uh, you know. Have a we satisfying love, corn dog experience, everybody. And uh, we love our corn dogs moist. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you gotta. We'll see them. Not we'll 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 see, we'll see you on the next one. Keep your corn dogs moist, and uh, everybody. I guess have a good rest of wherever the Keep fuck your you stick are. On the ice. There it is. <laughs>